Hello. 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 Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Tie Dye Podcast, episode 260-something, <laughs> Neil? That would be correct, Tom, yeah, 261, 262. Of course, I'm, I'm, one, I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. That, of course, is Liverpool Neil. Indeed. Um, you can, of course, get a hold of us at punktiedye77 at Gmail or the Punk Tie Dye Podcast on Facebook or the Punk Till I Die Podcast group on Facebook. Or we're also on Instagram, but we never check it. So I check it sometimes, occasionally. You know, it's yeah. no, it's normally okay. bad bands just like spamming me and asking me if they can send me songs and stuff. I I, I would hate to be a band who's in a position where they think coming on our show is going to be their break. <laughs> Maybe That's going to be will. really disappointing for them. <laughs> well, I mean, our our listeners are very loyal and they buy records. That's what I was saying do. about our, our yes. Listeners. Um. So. Neil, this has been, 2023 has been a big year for reunions, right? Uh, it has, like, yes. People are, like, falling all over themselves to go see the most mediocre pop-punk band of all time, Blink-182, because they're reuniting, right? Well, never mind that. Fucking Rolling Stone's the number one in the in the charts. Well, the uh, Beatles, Rolling Stones never broke the, up. Rolling Stones never broke up. True enough. They, true just, enough. they right. just won't die. All right. Um, the uh, Pantera, half of the classic lineup, is on a tour right now, and people are just going wild. But what we have here today, Neil, is the reunion that nobody asked for. I don't know that anybody really wanted it, but but here here it is anyway, and I'm I'm really excited actually because we have kind of three quarters of what I would say was kind of the last classic punk news uh, podcast lineup here, man. We have with us for his second visit, we have former managing editor Adam White. Adam, are you still actively involved with punk news at all, or are you just doing your some party thing? Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Every once in a while, something lands in my plate, and it, and, and I, and I forget that somewhere my name was on there. And what was the, what was the last one? The last one was actually really good. I mean, so like you'll while, still get an email occasionally. Something I, like yeah, every once in a while, someone will reach out to me on something and be like, "Hey, can you write about my band?" And I was being sympathetic a little bit for a while to the Canadian bands that I cover on the newsletter, and I would, ah, I would right. hop on to Punk News and write up a thing about them. Um, but then I stopped doing that and started sending them over to to M um, because she is now the resident uh, Canadian. Right. She's Canadian news, also, and she is way better at doing punk news than I ever was. So it is just makes more sense to send them her way. But I had one that that, that happened not too long ago. That was oh I know. Um, uh, so uh, did you guys uh, cover the Bandcamp drama um, that happened a little while ago where uh, Bandcamp, you know, the website that everyone uses for sharing music on, on the internet, it got yeah. bought a while ago by, I don't know, some fucking game company. Yeah. And then the game company uh, sold it to some other company. And as part of the sale, the union busted everyone who was in their in their union out, like they <laughs> laid them all off. I so, don't remember that, but we didn't okay, cover So when that happened... <laughs> we don't cover that shit. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, it was it was bad. All the drama but, we cover is personal drama, Adam. Yes. So, but anyways, though, when, when that happened, 
uh, Punk News uh, covered it and wrote a story about it. Of and then did. somehow, somehow the CEO of the company that bought Bandcamp emailed me because I think that she like sent her minions out to be like 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 we need to correct the we need to oh, get it on top of the narrative here like who's yeah. punk who runs punk news and and some intern did some bad research and then somehow they emailed me at work which really well, should from 2003 it was Andrew. yeah and so so this drama's happening it's like all over you know pitchfork and billboard and all these like real publications and then i've got the ceo emailing me at work being like we're like we want to put a our statement into the punk news article like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening um so yeah, that that happens. I, I defer everything now. It's like plausible deniability. Um, I I cannot be responsible for anything that's going on over there because I am not. Are you a figurehead or are you like? I mean, I'm just trying to determine whether. I you mean, just, you don't I, you don't do any name, authority I, anymore. I, I I'm sure I have a login, but I don't I don't do anything. My name is probably on the masthead somewhere, if only because. Um, as 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 we all know, Punk News is a strange creature by which the um, the gentleman that uh, owns and um, is ultimately responsible for it doesn't actually do anything content-wise on if, it. If he exists at all. If he exists at all, it might just be like an AI. So <laughs> th- uh, there's no reason that I'm not on the masthead because that's just one of those things. Somebody that, have to change uh, it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, who knows? I'm probably on there. All right, so I take that as really Adam has nothing to do with the day-to-day operations of punk news anymore. But he does. You're still doing your newsletter, even though it's a little more sporadic. Well, and that's e- called- explain, explain to the new listeners, because we've got a shit ton since the last time Adam was on. Explain what the newsletter is. Uh, okay, Somebody. so I so I, I was ed- writing and editing for Punk News for basically 20 years by the time I stopped. Um, and then at the time that I stopped, I had this uh, sunk cost fallacy crisis where I was like, like, oh, no, what do I do? Like, I can't just, like, not be a person with my nose in the middle of all this stuff and just like listen to music like a fucking norm i have to actually i can so relate do, to this right like i have to do a thing or else i've like burned 20 years of something yeah. right so um so i i started this uh this newsletter that is really that covers uh canadian punk but like also um garage and psych music because in canada it's a small scene so all those bands are all crossing in between each other anyways um and <laughs> doing sort of a news thing but once a weekish and um speaking strictly to that scene so i started that in 2017 um and i've been doing it like more or less weekly since then it's wow, kind of it's been five or six it's been like six years wow, yeah that's crazy. so it, it's kind of like every two to three weeks right now because um i'm i have like you know responsibilities to my children and shit but um but but, you know that's so that that's that's still going and it's like the minimum that i do to kind of keep me relevant that is in the universe so that that is that's that's the main gig that's what i do that has um (coughs) that that, that's got me into some weird doors especially in the past year um which has upped my involvement in music stuff but also made it so that i'm doing the newsletter a little bit less but that uh <laughs> that gi- a giant distraction is now past me so i'm uh, uh so yeah. two so, questions so two two okay, two questions on that why just hey, Ricky, when can, i told you we get you in a couple minutes yeah. i'm in a half hour just yeah tight, yeah yeah oh yeah don't don't mind me i'll i can just i'll just kindly go fuck myself somewhere. no no but i'm look, I'm, at, some, I'm, look at some pornography on your phone it'll be that's fine. all anyone yeah. wants i'm just <laughs> i know i'm just interested in, in adam's podcast and i'm just interested in adam's strange mind why 
why just Canadian stuff? And what did he get a time machine and go back to 1985? A, a fucking what? A newsletter? What? 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 What's going on with well, that? Well, it's, it's it's on the internet. Oh, so, so, it's so, not so, like he sends it on my carrier. Pages. Oh, so so it's no, a blog. I mean, it's it's sorry, it is an email newsletter. <laughs> or less, um, yeah. It gets it's it gets stuck on the internet as well because um, you know kids don't sometimes. read these days. What's the matter with you? No, well, so actually, so the newsletter was very purposeful, um, trying to. Uh, be difficult with what the rest of the internet was doing because it used to be that like at the time when you wanted to do anything on the internet (laughs) yeah well like you you know this right like you can't just be the thing that you are you have to have i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna date myself here but you know you had to have the twitter account and the facebook page and the this and that and the other and like and like all this extra shit to promote the brand right and you couldn't just have the fucking thing you had to be um, like shucking and jiving in every direction to kind of do all this branding stuff for it. And I I didn't want to be on the internet that much. So like right from the start, this thing has been just what it is. There's no, hmm. there's no extraneous anything. It means it is promoted horribly because I'm not promoting it, but it, but it also means that I can, I can do it without having to like commit myself to running some fucking brand on the internet, which is really what I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, You're promoting it now. You're promoting it now. I'm, pro- I'm talking to you, but I don't have to do anything. I just have to show up and like, eat up Ricky's evening, right? So that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys so, told me not to talk, and I still, now you're going to take shots at me. Yeah. So, why um, you? So go fuck the, yourselves, the, the, all the, of you. The, the, the Y Canada thing is, is actually just really incredibly pragmatic. Um, you nationalistic the, jingoist, you? No, it's not. It's not. This country sucks, right? <laughs> but the... <laughs> and and I really fo- try try to make a point of that when I'm doing it. Like I'm ne- I'm never trying to celebrate Canada with what I'm doing, but the border itself is real, and the border creates um, it it forces musicians that would normally be able to participate in scenes that are geographically close to them to not be able to do that. So you have bands that say like live out on, on the Canadian East coast and like, they should be able to go down into like into, into Vermont, into Massachusetts and stuff like that. Like that should be the area that they we call are, that an invasion, Adam. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that, like, that, that's where they should be able to go and play and participate in what they can't because going over the border is hard. And if you're an artist, like you're actually not allowed without having visas and stuff like that. So they have tons in common then with bands that are in like, Ottawa or something like that, which is a thousand kilometers away from where they actually are. And so you end up with this like weird, this weird music scene up here where because going to the States is expensive or difficult or impossible, then you just kind of have to work with what you have. So you have a small population, you have like all these like strange artists and they're all making these odd connections between each other. So I can talk about bands and sort of like one ocean to the other and there's mutual members sometimes that are playing in the one band to the other just because the music scenes are so fucked up and strange and like parochial up here so it's just it's just following that thread basically okay well it's, it's underrepresented too it's even you know it's it's okay to pimp something that's underrepresented right now uh, i don't know yeah. All right. Did you have another question or not? Because I have a couple more questions for Adam, real quick. Oh shit! Have we got have we got a Ricky on? Yeah. You, you, I mean, I mean, at, at no, some listen, point, just... at some point, because I got to toot my own horn. Um, you have to ask me how I spent my summer vacation, and that's all that you really need to throw at me. If you ask me. How you, how you spent, uh, well, first of all, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. If that's yes. what you want me to ask you, I'm gonna wait. Okay. Adam, approximately, how old are your kids now? You got two kids, and I know they were like really little when we. And I just, I just need to. Eight like, and eleven. Eight and eleven. Okay, so they're not real little anymore. Okay, and the other question, 
when when we were still podcasting towards the end, uh, a miracle happened in Canada, and marijuana became recreational use of marijuana became legal. Mm-hmm. And you were certainly uh, at a little older age than most, experimenting <laughs> with these things and enjoying it. And I suspect you're probably on it right now, but maybe not. But are you uh, still doing that? Are you currently under the influence of any sort of cannabis product? <laughs> I am currently, like, as of the last hour, like right not. No, I'm not right no. now. I just picked okay. up my kid from Scouts, so that was not, okay. a, not a good thing to do. Um, no, not right now. I grew so much of it over the past year that it... Is that your, what you did with your summer like, vacation? So much. Um, no, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. So the holy shit. To to, I mean, to answer, I didn't start smoking until I was thirty. So and I and I was like pretty straight edge when I was younger with regards to drugs. So it, I I somehow like skipped over the part of my life where I could be properly irresponsible about this. So I'm now like forging new ways to be irresponsible as as an adult that 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 are that are trying to scratch that itch um so yeah it's still very much part of my life but uh okay yeah. what, are you, what are you drinking right now okay right snoop dog relax just so we can get a baseline what are we drinking right now but right now so i opened it just just for you um because it has been in uh it's apparently been sitting around here since last christmas it is a uh it is a 12 year old scotch from oh my gosh someone called what jura i'm glad you said that for us makes us feel classy Mm. yeah it says it says a rich and rounded balance of smoky notes with a sweet sherry cask finish so there you go what are you drinking neil drinking a hendrix and tonic my friend okay i am drinking a all day west coast ipa made right here in grand rapids from founders brewery i brought two i brought two tall cans up and i'm gonna be through the first one before we even talk to ricky so talking of ricky no let's let's go over to ricky huh mr frankel ricky this is this is i believe your sixth appearance if i'm counting right i was the and i i'm honored by that and i'm honored by the fact that i'm the first uh uh, I was the first. That's uh, right. You were the first guest. We wanted to practice to make sure we could, like, wouldn't <laughs> screw up with anybody important. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Christ. No, Ricky. Ricky exactly. comes on every year. One year we had him on twice, but that was too much, Ricky. So now we have him every I year agree. at the end of the year. We have Ricky on. It's one of it's one of the highlights of the year, no doubt. Yes. For sure. right, so, so Ricky, what are you up to? You said you, I heard you mention Punk World Views. Are you still doing a little bit of writing over there? Yeah, you know, I, I've it, my writing has has since being on the Punk News staff has like it's gone down by a lot. But um, what I try to do, but it's kind of evolved this year since the last time we talked. I do like there's like I mean I did seven reviews this year, but I usually do like between like five and six. For punk world views that are brand wow, you are, new. that is so that is so millennial of you, you slacker. Well, I I, I just um I, I really just at this point I wrote so many for punk news. I just need to be like really motivated to write something if I if uh if I or if I feel like something's not getting enough attention, uh, um, then, yes. then then I'll do that. But um for uh so I'll do like uh brand new releases for punk news punk uh, reviews of brand new releases for punk world views and then this year i just kind of started noticing like there was a bunch of stuff that i kind of forgot to write for punk news so this i mean this year i think i did seven reviews for punk news there nothing from the current year but um stuff i well, felt like it's, needed to it's be funny 
It's funny. I went on there for the first time in a long time today. I used to go on navel gazing on Mondays when I got to work, but I haven't. Dude, done that come back, please! It's still popping. No, it's not. Uh, but the, the but the thing is, I looked at the reviews, Ricky. You know, yeah. when you pull it up on your PC, uh, there's six reviews showing. The reviews. There terrible. was your your Rage Against the Machine review and five John reviews. I, was, uh, I, take, I take it there's not a ton of contributors going on over there. I, don't, I, I that I couldn't tell you, but um, I well, mean, I'm just saying by looking at it by a cursory glance, it uh, certainly. Uh, you could draw one could draw a conclusion, but I see you're still contributing a ton of stories over there, huh? Like, I like more than when you were working there. You know, it's not like I. You know what? Though, I mean, I don't. Th- well, Adam knows what knows this, but I, did you ever do new news news articles there, Tom? I don't think you did. No, I never did. I never did. So anything. it's like a. I mean, that is the that is probably the worst part is doing the news articles because there there's just so much stuff and it's. It's actually See, a lot. I, I it's, actually it's a did lot it, to do. Like, I did it, it for it, New Noise, believe it or not. And yeah, but too. they would always say they would send me the thing. They would send me the press release and say, "Hey, can you do this?" So I did. You know, not more well, than one, it's, one it's, every couple of days. To put to put a news article together at Punk News is a little bit more involved than um, the WordPress. Yeah, we had the we had the digital dashboard. I assume that was a little easier than the old cobbled up system at Punk News. Well, I mean, you have to you have to code it yourself. So that was the hard thing. Well, that's, and so I'm, so I'm what I do is. So what I do is like if I'm just screwing around or like like just zoning out on Instagram, if I see some news, then I'm like, here, I'll just put in the tips line and I'll put the link in there. And if they if they get it, great. If they don't, fine. Um, but uh, that's that's mm-hmm. really all I do. I listen. I love the site. I want it to flourish. So that's why I do it. Well, it's funny, you know. Adam spoke to having done it for so long, and I didn't do it nearly as long as Adam. I think I wrote for Punk News for pushing seven years. And I quit, and I didn't write anything for a couple months, but it didn't take much cajoling to get me back into it because it was oh, weird. Yeah. I'd go to a show, and it's like I was so used to writing about it that it's it's it was a struggle not to. So I have I'm still writing over at uh, that's good enough for me. But I do what I want, and I do I probably do thirty reviews a year or something like that. That's still pr- that's still pretty good. I mean, like, I'm I, Generation X, man. We work. We're workers. We you. I think. Uh, I mean, you and I were. We, you and I were at one point doing the most reviews. Oh for a yeah, while. absolutely. It wasn't even close. Yeah. So I mean, now I just, I, I just, I, I, I still, don't want to I mean, even, even I haven't been a part of the staff since twenty, like did. early twenty nineteen, and I'm still kind of burnt out, yeah. you know, from writing that much. There you go. Mr. So Frank, let, let me ask yeah. you this. So when you're doing these reviews, are these ones yeah. that you just decide to do, or are they sending you stuff to listen to? No, 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 no. I, I decide to do. Like, I have to be motivated. To so this is albums to. that you like? Because that, that was going to be my question. Do you want to give anyone t- an unfavorable review? Not all the time. I mean, I ha- I'm working on... Uh, let me see here. I'm working on one uh, for Punk World Views that I'm going to send in probably in January. Um, that'll probably give like a six or a seven. Um, most of, uh, yeah, most of the stuff is... Uh, you know, so uh, two of the... Um, reviews that I sent in this year to Punk News, those were sevens. Um, and then every once in a while, when they want to do like a feature article to contribute, like a new band uh, to, like a new bands to check out article, I'll I'll write something for that too. But um, I'm not, I, I'm nowhere near as active as I used to be. See, when Ricky quit, apparently they kept him in the loop. When I when I when I uh, when I finally walked away, I was like burned for the annals. Like they removed my name from the. 
for the oh, are you, uh, I, I'm still I'm I mean I'm still in the groups and stuff. But... Oh no 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 no. <laughs> well, what's no. what's really what's I, really helps with I me detaching is I have I haven't spoken to John for a couple of years at least. I I I, I have nothing to do with anything. I've really tried to be nice. I uh, like I said, I actually did a little mini obituary for the Punk News podcast because they hadn't put anything up for like two months, and I said, you know, it's probably for the best. You know, it had its place. It was a relic from a different era, and blah blah blah. And I was glad to be part of it. And then like they dumped seven new episodes at one time. <laughs> you and, see, uh, when, when, I, when I got out um, of, of Punk News in particular, uh, it just coincidentally, when I turned forty, I decided that I didn't need to be on Facebook or Twitter ever again. Ah, so so i i'm just not like because of that i'm not in the loop of any of the groups or anything like that so i like they could have just been talking shit about me for three years or i just it vanished i don't know like it's um i just i just i just uh i'm not in the editor's group anymore um for sure but um i i don't but i haven't checked in in there in a in a long time either i don't really i mean i don't use facebook either really so um uh, i just see what i see on the uh on this on the site well you're a youngster you wouldn't be on facebook well the, well if you're on the only thing you need on facebook is the punctual i die group where we have a lot of fun like oh, showing yeah. each other pictures of our records and things like that so you know it's a fun oh, group. it really the, is oh yeah i i i'll check in that I, I th- i'll check in there every once in a while it's a it's All a right. fun one so we should explain why we have these good fellows on tom um, yes. It's the end of the year, and yes. it's about it's the end time. of the world as we know it. It's and the end of the year <laughs> probably is, uh, but I don't care. Um, exactly. So we should, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's top tens, top tens of the year. So we thought that this year, instead of just Ricky doing his own and then me making fun of him, we would have Ricky come on and do his, and then Adam will come on and do his wacky Canadian top ten, and we'll all laugh at that instead. Well, the thing is, we can't even really laugh at Adam's top ten because we don't know what the hell any of it is. <laughs> That's true. And the two Canadian bands we do know that put out albums this year, uh, which would be McCrackens and uh, Oh, they're on my list too. And That's Territories. Right. Right. Apparently, yep. uh, apparently, Adam doesn't have any of those on his list. So. That's all right. I don't have any Australian bands on my list either, Neil. So I. What's the matter with you? I'm, you I'm a persona say? non grata. Yeah, you are. Anyway, so, so the, re- and the, the thing it works because Adam is very in touch with the Canadian scene. So it's a scene that we're not really very familiar with. Yes. And likewise, Ricky, I think is sort of has a more of a, uh, his hand on like the more populist punk culture than we do. We kind it's of calling you a little... sellout, mate, Ricky. No, call I'm just saying, no, there. I'm just saying, we I'm live per- you know little... what? I'm honestly, dude, I'm over 30. I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live in a little bubble here, Neil, you know? Hey, the other thing I'd ask you guys, both of you, I'll ask, I'll ask Ricky first, since you're in uh, L.A., even though I know it's a pain in the ass, you're a miles from everywhere. Are you still going to shows? Not nowhere, nowhere near as much. Um, uh, COVID kind of, like, just got me a little bit disinterested for a while. Hmm. Um, oh, but, my God, it uh, did the opposite to me. It made me so hungry to get back out. Uh, I don't know. I just got... I mean, I, I I had to switch. I've switched careers since then. I mean, it's just been a lot. So not a ton. He's a male um, prostitute now, Tom. I don't know if you yeah, knew yes. that. I figured. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense. They call him yeah. Pricky Frankel. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I come on this show? Why do I keep going back? Because you love it. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, how many did you get to last year? A few or like two or like, I mean, you went to shows last year. A couple. I mean, not not a lot. I mean, nothing... Um, 
uh, I, I went to the, um, I think the last one I went to this year was like the Public Serpents played the Redwood Bar. Um, uh, okay, so at least it's like a small show. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, do you know what the Redwood Bar is, Tom? Did I know of it, Neil? You didn't go there, did you? Would you no, remember? sir, never been. Isn't that where Susie Moon used to be a waitress or whatever? Oh Jeez. no, shit! I don't know. Jeez, did the you just make that up, Tom? Is- no, Redwood Bar's Bar like a classic like, tiny little punk dive. Oh, it okay. is. It's 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 like the closest thing you'll get to um, a Gilman Street in LA for right now. <laughs> um, if you, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this on this podcast, but if you ever see the movie uh, Five Hundred <laughs> Days of Summer, that's where they're. There's a scene where they're like doing. I don't even uh, think I ever heard of it. If they're doing, they're doing like karaoke. The main characters are doing karaoke, and that's actually where they're doing it. Is the Redwood Bar. <laughs> Um, I I wrote so many live reviews from that from that that sh- those shows. I saw some. I mean, um, I saw some fans sort of take off there, like uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, The Bomb Pops, um, Shell Corporation, like uh, some really great LA SoCal bands would always play there. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where, where shows wise, that's kind of where I've been. How about you, Adam? You still going to shows? Anything good happening up there in the Great White North? Uh, less than I want to, but I feel like um, it, it hasn't been too bad recently as far as that. Um, I'm, I see a lot of stuff uh, in Hamilton, uh, which is like 30, 30, 40 minutes out of where where I live. Um, Man, that's not that far from me. I, can, I think it's like four hours from me. I can be yeah, like, like Steel Town. It's, 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 it's the big, it's the big like... Um, Working class town. Yeah, like uh, with like Rust Belt steel manufacturing. It's like, it's like the Birmingham of Canada. It it, it is in, a lot of people um say, and this is a shitty thing to say because um everyone from Hamilton um rightfully hates Toronto, but people have kind of called it the Brooklyn of Toronto. Um, I don't know exactly why, but the I don't know, as the as as Toronto has like became one of these like incredibly expensive cities in which to live in, a lot of the artists have gotten forced out of there and they've gone uh, out. Gotcha moved into Hamilton, which is now incredibly expensive to live in. So, I mean, hopefully they're all getting priced out of there and they come move down here. Um, move to Toronto. Niagara Falls. Huh? But like, but I feel like in, you know, I've been, I've seen a bunch of stuff that I am glad that I, that I got out to see, um, you know, uh, saw from, from the summer through now, like, you know, got, got up to Toronto and saw the spits play, um, you know, had a really cool, like poison ruin show that I got to up there. Um, uh, of all things in the world, um, I, I went to this like very Japanese uh, surf rock show and got to see the five, six, seven, eights play recently, mm-hmm. which was fun. Um, and then, you know, uh, some some small like like hardcore festivals have happened up in Hamilton since then um, that I've gotten up to, you know, to see a bunch of people screaming at me at. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I've been getting out to stuff. You're nice. doing all right for a guy who's approaching middle aged. I'm I'm spinning a lot of plates. Hey, and Adam, do me a favor. Could you eat some pies or something, man? Every time I see a photo of you, you're skinnier than you were before. You look like you're fading away. Oh, uh, hot. Just, uh, you, you, you know what? It's like there was like a. It's all the point. weed, isn't it? <laughs> it the, the weed really helps me eat chips. So oh yeah, that's I'm not really true. Sure yeah, that's, like, that's not. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Like Neil, I was an internet personality in Neil's life at a certain point, and then I. I over the course of like three or four months really focused on health shit, and I lost like thirty to forty pounds. And wow. um, you know, and then after that, I was like, I should also start exercising. So I've been like trying not to die. That's that's the thing. I'm trying not to die. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a good. You look that's like you might choice. be starving yourself, mate. You might want to no, go, no, go no, the no, other way a good. bit. Everything's fine. Uh -huh. Neil, did you count? Have you? Do you have a tally on how many shows you went to this year? No, 20, 30, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm I'm holding steady, and I turned fifty this year, and you'll turn sixty this year. I'm gonna put you guys to shame. I went to about thirty shows this year. Yeah, I'm thinking about I will. I got one more coming. And and we're still so you guys can do it, you know. And there was a time in our lives where we despised gatekeepers, but somewhere along the line, we decided we're going to be gatekeepers. Oh, I never despised gatekeepers. <laughs> well, well, when I was from a small town trying to get into a bigger city scene, I was sort of you yeah. know anti gatekeeper. But because I think it's like, I, I do think you need to stay active in your local scene, going to shows. I think it's you know I use the religious analogy, like Ow. if you never go to mass, are you really Catholic? Hmm. So I anyway, keep going to shows, Ricky. Keep going to shows, Adam. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. It's fun. I still I still get a charge you out know, of it. Even at fifty years old, I still get it gives me an adrenaline kick, you know? Well, so, what Ricky told yeah. us before is probably why he doesn't go to as many shows. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Ricky's yeah, life's changed sense. a little bit. I get yeah, that. But, yeah. And well the fact of the matter is I I went through a period where I wasn't going to as many. I've kind of having like a second childhood. <laughs> which is which is fun. Well, yeah, it's hanging out with some of our new our new buddies too has been has been good. Uh, that's but true. And, and, well, and that's the thing too. You were talking about writing reviews. You know, it's like Neil and I have gotten to know so many people. Our tentacles are so. It's like half the reviews I'm writing, I know somebody in the band personally. So it is kind of yeah. If like a like if a buddy of mine puts out a crappy album, I'm not going to write a bad review. I'm just not going to write a review. You know. Hmm. That's so. a that's a difficult one. That's a tough one. But anyway, we've been going for thirty minutes without even getting any music played. Is it only thirty minutes? So how do you want to do this, Neil? We didn't really talk about what we format. Do you want to each like like count them down a couple and then play a song? Count down a couple, play a song, or what? What are you thinking? Um, that's that's a good question. How do we normally do it, Ricky? Maybe, maybe you remember. You're gonna play five songs each. You're each gonna play five songs. So you could do like ten and nine, play a song. And then ten and nine play a song like that. We're giving okay. blocks of blocks of. I, I, two well, songs, I think one, I think Ricky's songs might all be from his top five, which is fine too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So yeah, why don't you give us your? Why don't you give us your countdown? Your ten and nine. We won't play it. Oh fuck, that doesn't work, does it? Shit. Uh. See, this is why, like those other podcasts, I have an idea. Really I have polished, an idea. They, they have I, okay, Adam's taking you over. He's used I to will. That. I will do my the I'll go ten through six. I'll name those, and then um, we can do when I name my fifth. I can do uh, my my song. How about that? That sounds good. Good man. I guess, and we, we can play the songs out of order too. It doesn't matter if we play the songs yeah, out of order. Yeah, we can play. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. So, what's your number ten? What's your number ten you of the year? For me, uh, so I was actually counting again, and I don't have four. Uh, I have five Australian bands in my top ten. Damn. Um, Look at you. They've just they've just been killing it out there. Um, so number ten for me, uh, Neil. I I wonder if you knew if you know this band, uh, Coffin. Uh, it stands for, it, the it stands for um, Children of Finland Fighting in Norway. And, I've seen uh, a lot about this band, but I've not yeah, heard them yet. Same here. They're they're very it's it's like garage punk. There's a little bit of blues in there. Uh, really kind of they can get kind of sludgy, but they're very very good. Um, <laughs> Uh, so their second album came out this year called Australia Stops. Um, uh, lead singer is, is the drummer, which I think is always fun. Hmm. Uh, but these guys just rock so hard. So big fan of that. Um, so that's the first Australian band. Number so nine. That's number, that's number 10 is Coffin. Yeah. Okay. Number nine is um, another Australian band. Uh, I'm late on this band, but they've been around forever. Uh, Frenzel Rom, The Couple Pestilence, 
Is, yeah, they've been around like 30 years, right? Yeah. They've been around this, since the early 90s. This, I, I, and they had that album that had like a picture of a bunch of dicks on a piece of bread. Well, I mean, they were like a fat wreck band, weren't they? They are. Oh, they are still. Okay. They are. Um, yeah, that's and, the one thing with Mike. Like, he's loyal, man. He'll keep you on his label for 30 years. He doesn't care. Yeah, so uh, this, so the Cup of Pestilence is, uh, I, this was like my first like real jumping into them. I always heard their stuff every once in a while, but like this album rocks. Um, they still got it. Um, then uh, what was the name? Last oh, year, oh, oh, okay, yeah, the Cup of Pestilence was the name of the album. Yeah. Okay. Um, number eight for me uh, is a, is a band I apparently it's been around for a while, but I didn't find them until I uh, last year. They did a fantastic split with uh, the Chisels. They're called Mess. They're from Mexico. They kind of have this hardcore oi mixture going on, and hmm. I think both you and Tom would like this, Neil. Huh. Um, uh, and uh, they put an, al- an album called this year called Under Attack that just is it, it's. They don't actually go like oi oi oi, but you can hear the oi cockspar in. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> they, but they do it in a Mexican accent, so you can't tell. It's like hey 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 hey. So there's well, that'd, be so, Can- that'd be Canadian, right? Adam? Yeah, it would. Yeah. yeah, damn it. So um uh yeah so ch- so that is th- they totally blew it out of the water this year um with that but they have several they have a bunch of releases um in their discography this is just me catching up with them uh and their and their output uh number seven is from actually uh neil's uh or origin origin country uh th- uh this band called um bruise control uh they put out an album their first album called useless for something I never heard that of. is i i just stumbled upon them because i don't know if you guys follow uh punk rock vinyl on instagram he was I just canceled I just canceled that today. I find it so annoying. I just canceled that today. Oh, Dan's great. Anyway, mm-hmm. um uh he uh he he posted about this band. I checked it out and I was thoroughly stunned. Um and I actually wrote about this band for Punk News at on uh the bands to check out uh feature this year. So, um I'm really I'm really hyped on this. There's a uh, there's a song called Taxman on there that's fantastic too. Um and then number six is uh, from Adam's part of the part of North America, uh, uh, Canada, um, Canada, yeah, Canada. Uh, <laughs> Brutal Youth put out a very very good record called um, called Rebuilding Year. Um, yeah, I like that record. That's good. Yeah, it's is it on your? I hope it's on your list. It's on my yeah. List is like a big top fifty. List is a big. We'll get into that. Yeah. Anyway, they they have this great take on hardcore and melody, kind of switching in between, and so much gets done in each track, even though it's super short. So those tracks typically are very short. Patty, um, if you recall, is also Neil. You were into this band when I mentioned them, but he also fronts a band called Dragged In. Um, uh, they are on. Oh God, what's that label called? Um, I think they're on Stomp, oh, Curse, aren't they? Curse, Curse Blessings, Curse oh. Blessings Records, and um, uh, and uh, man, like uh, they just absolutely um, they, they they this is like their first album in close to I, I want to say close to five years, um, and they just came back swinging, and it's awesome that that's their that single Moonstones is so catchy. So um, See, I have so much menial trivia that I could drop on all of this. Like 
like like brutal youth originally from uh from from st john newfoundland but had to move yeah. to toronto because no one gives a shit about newfoundland cursed blessings or, records or even knows where it is for that matter. right yeah like curse curse blessings run by uh al-, al nolan of the almighty trigger happy which is uh which is a punk band out of toronto in, or hamilton area in the 90s um and that dude has had a fucking crazy rough life but uh yeah yeah anyway. So, um, uh, and I know brutal and brutal youth. They're on the uh, they're on Stomp Records. Yeah, Stomp. Yeah, Stomp. That's, yeah. A, that's a great label too. So, okay, so Stomp that's, does a lot of stuff with like the Canadian version will be on Stomp, and like the American version will be on Fat. Oh, same with Dynalum. Okay. Dynalum, See, I don't know if like, I don't like like the flat like the Flatliner stuff that will be on Fat and Dynalum. I think Canada's like the like like Britain in that like. You literally might be able to get taxpayer money to help pay for your record. You can, you can, you can totally can. Yeah. Huh. Um, so that was up. So that was ten through six. How do you want me to proceed? Well, let's do or number do five and to... play a song. In- introduce your number five band, and then we'll play the song, and then we'll go to Adam, and he can tell us his bands we've never heard of. <laughs> so who was your number and some five? And who, some was, yeah. who was your number five? Okay. Buddy? So number five is uh, I was very excited about this record um, because the split they did with uh, Escape from the Zoo was actually pretty underrated. But um, well, you're picking Serp- the like the leftover crack family of bands, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, P- uh, Public Serpents, uh, who's led by uh, Squirt from Choking Victim, he was the drummer. Huh. Um, he he sings lead now. Uh, they put out. Uh, an album that I think I've been waiting for for quite a while. They got signed to Spam Records, and uh, it's called the Bully Puppet. Uh, Bully Puppet. Bully Puppet. And it, um, it's if you like that crock rock steady ska, mm. uh, ska core thing, uh, this is for you. If you don't, don't, don't even bother. Uh, what's cool is um, <laughs> Jay Navarro from the Suicide Machines. He's yep. he does some guest vocals on the album. Um, but the first song I'm gonna play is off the al- off this album. It's called When Pigs Lie. Here it is. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, that was the first one from uh, from t- uh, for tonight from our guests. That was number five on uh, on Ricky's list, and that was Public, public Serpents. So public sorry. Serpents. I'm with, so sorry, my list is happening to you, Neil. When, but well, you know what? I did actually li- as you sent me this. I actually listened to these, and I liked most of your stuff. But I tur- I have to admit, I turned this song off after twenty seconds. So sorry about oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I do, I, I, I do not. It's just not, not up my alley at all. at all. Just you know what I mean. It's just not. Oh. Doesn't do it for no, me. No, no. This is. But listen, I have. I know. I'm not going to turn uh, Grandpa onto every single uh, <laughs> album that I that I show him. So it, it, I'm okay with not being dying a thousand. It's fine. Yes, I'm not going to be one hey, of those kids that was in a fucking band Grandpa. in high school. Grandpa. Grandpa went to 30 shows this year, Ricky. You <laughs> must respect him. <laughs> hmm. uh, he should have went to more, but he couldn't, couldn't be bothered to go to a couple shows with me down in Chicago, but that's all right. We'll talk of course, about I do later. go to shows and then leave Therapy. before the main band comes on. <laughs> so I, no, yeah. that's what that's you right. do. I never do I know I said I do. I do, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, I do that. I, I, get, uh, I just I just drink too much and don't remember the main band. That's my yeah, thing. That's true. <laughs> well, you, you might wander on stage and take your pants off. It's possible, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, Adam, rock, buddy. Adam, why don't you go through this humongous list that you sent me, but don't don't so, go to those top five bands that you talked about? Well, oh, okay, so, so hold on a sec. So, so I'm, I'm reading you six records and then we're playing a song is that what's happening sure yeah go for it mate yeah I, that's what ricky did i'm just trying did to the songs i did come i did, your, did, I did the songs ten, come from your top five i did 10 through six and then i and then i played number five and then i talked about my number five played a song from number five yeah okay Does that yeah, make sure. any sense so the, 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 this yeah, is easier because I, I, unlike Ricky, um, I'm not a tryhard. So um, what, <laughs> that's the weed I don't speaking, man. Any of this? You guys don't talk to each other for two years. Then we'd start. It's amazing. How it, easy you know, it's so back. funny because like it's like nothing's changed. In it is. Business. It is. It's, 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 it's. I mean, it's it's primarily because so. <clears throat> We spent so many hours busting each other's balls that it just comes back to us so easily. <laughs> so I, 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 I had done those punk news top 20 lists since the beginning and it always consumed like, like a good month of my life. And then <laughs> like, like both in writing my own, but then also I was editing everyone's and it just like, it was like a whole like seasonal. Yeah. Tom would send in some monstrosity that just uh, like has to be wrestled. It was so. It, those were long and they were hard to code. It was like yeah, uh, I, it was it was an event. Yeah, I, I I actually I actually like I I made like a fucking tool like like a computer program to help assemble them at the that's end. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So um, anywho, I did that for the first couple of years of of some party because I was also like kind of cross posting them on the punk news at the same time. But then at a certain point when I was not really doing the punk news stuff anymore, I was like, why do I do these like like is there do what do i like doing these and i'm like no you know what fuck it i want to do these so i just stopped doing them and um and life has been good and then i didn't do one up until like yesterday morning when i was like (laughs) neil what are you doing on this show and then he's like He's like Ricky had made made a list has thirty records on it. I was like, oh fucking hell! So <laughs> Ricky's I, list uh, has every record he listened to during the entire year. Nobody expects. No, 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 that. no. So, There's stuff I, I, I There's stuff I didn't even include in my honorable. So, I, I, so what I did was that, never mind. It is I opened up iTunes and I made one of those smart playlists and I yeah. said records from 2023 and then I started throwing them into a notes document that then I I sent to Neil. Um, this morning and he was like what am i doing with any of this information yes. i got so, the feel you sent him audio vomit he's like i don't know what adam's doing here so 
Okay, so yeah, so I can I totally have at least ten records I can talk about, but they are not ranked because I didn't. I, I, I tell I, you what, I, I'll I tell you what. Let's do something. Well, that's like, fine because then you could just do the ones you're not playing songs for yeah, first. Exactly. Then, so well, I, I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a bunch of not playing songs from, well, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna lead up to uh to, well, to I, that. Well, I was gonna say so maybe we could do this. There's some here that I want you to tell me about. So maybe we can do five of those or whatever, and then you can tell me about those, and then you can play one of your top five. How does that sound? I can do whatever you want. Yeah, what do you want? Okay. So Golden Shitters. Tell me about Golden Shitters. I want to know about ah, Golden them. Shitters. Okay. Um, one of the great things about the universe is that you can be in a band that sounds like the Ramones, and that's totally fucking fine, and you don't need to do anything else than that, and it's great. Um, it is one of those like universal universal sounds that is, is never bad right? right like if you made a band that sounded like i don't know like blink 182 it, it'd be shitty because you sounded like blink 182 but also because there is a blink 182 right like they will only need one of those but you'd have 35 bands that all sound like the ramones and like every time it's it's fantastic which i imagine is sort of what like being a fan of like jazz is Right, where like you go to the club and you want to hear some some jazz and there's some jazz playing, you're like, yeah, jazz. Like th- that's what I think <laughs> like, being like a Ramones person is. Um, well, I don't know. Also, I love the Ramones and I just cannot get into jazz, so I have to take your word for no, it. No, but, but but if you were like I'm saying, yes, like all the bands you. that sound like the Ramones that you like, that's your jazz. So, anyways, um, so Golden Shitters is uh, a bunch of morons out of Hamilton, um, the city we talked about earlier, the, uh, the shithole of Canada kind of thing. Um, a few people <laughs> Adam, that making friends. No, Ham- I love Hamilton. Hamilton is great, but it is it is it is admittingly a shithole. Um, the <laughs> so uh, so Golden Shitters, um, they, they very much uh, at some point, I'm pretty sure, call themselves. Um, Oh, they referred themselves as like the band from the city of doom or something like that. Like they're, they're, uh, they're, they're embracing Hamilton's, um, rough and tumble reputation. Uh, it's people that actually Ricky probably knows about them. Um, their, their drummer is the drummer from the dirty nail. Um, the, uh, and then the, uh, the guitar and bass player that are in there. Um, it's a guy named Matt Ellis who, uh, is in like a ton of Ramonesy slash um, garage bands out of Hamilton, um, Flesh Rag, Plastic Heads, The Vapids, um, and then uh, Dave Tyson, who's um, plays in Dark Trip, and he was in Sam Coffee and the Iron Lungs and all this stuff. Basically, like like punk lifers from uh, Adam from could punk. be making this up. No one, no one would have any idea. <laughs> he is. <laughs> You've heard of some of these bands. No, I don't know. Maybe you haven't. Um, anyways, the. So it's Matt, Matt and Dave guitar, Kyle Fisher from from the Nil playing drums. They show up on stage. They are dressed in um like like white uh like the, the like the coats you would wear if you were working at a butchery. Um, oh, I thought they were like, lab coats. To look, looking at this picture like on this coats or yeah. like no, that's kind of the same thing, right? And they just play this like fucking goony, straight up like Ramones slash Spitz kind of punk rock, and it's wonderful. Um and you know, it's it's one of those things where like you hear it and it's done by people that love that style, so it is therefore perfect and it's it's great. So yeah, that's and what's the album? Sh- what's the album called? It came out this uh, year, right? Yeah, Golden Shitters. That record is oh, it's called Golden Shitters. It's uh, self-titled. No, 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 it's called Drop the Bomb. Drop the Bomb. Drop the Bomb. Okay, so so it's all about pooping. Okay, great. Yeah, it, there's a picture of a toilet on the cover full of gold records. It's you know, like very like this like circle jerks like gold yeah. shower. Yeah, okay. Very much so. Yeah, okay. All right, that's them. All right, so next one. Tell me about head cheese. Okay. 
Um, we ever a fan of a band uh, that and this again a Canadian band, but out of Toronto called um, Brutal Nights. They were like active in the early 2000s or something like that. Um, but they, they have a very similar sort of vibes. Like Head Cheese is out of British Columbia. Um, incredibly sardonic hardcore. Um, one of these these bands were like like the the singer always sounds like they're sneering and making fun of the audience the whole time that they're playing. Mm. Um, they they're like making fun of everything. The last song on that record is, is him directly making fun of the guy that runs their label. It's, um, it, it, it's one of these just, just, just great fucking off the wall, hardcore records that, um, that is not a comedy record, but is very much played in a, um, in a absolutely gives no shits kind of way. So like, that, that's like, like a fear or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like 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 that level of like fuck youitiveness. Is that gotcha. a word? Right? Like, yeah. I we'll miss say. that. I miss that in punk rock. All these it's new bands are pussies. That, it's 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 something that I've gravitated to a lot this year. Is like bands where the vocalist sounds like they're like belonging in an asylum. Like <laughs> I, I I I like a lot of hardcore. But I realize the hardcore that I gravitate to isn't one where the vocalist sounds necessarily tough, but it's where the vocalist sounds like there's something wrong with them. That's that's what I want. So, Adam, you say you go you go to some of these hardcore shows, right? On a little sidetrack here. Yeah. Do the kids dance like they're karate fighting slash having a seizure? I mean, is that like a fighting uh, the invisible man? Canadian thing the, the, too. The, the, pro- the problem the is that like, like they're like they're retarded, man. The kids aren't going to hardcore shows. It's people my age that are going to the hardcore shows. Oh, really? By us, it's all kids. Uh, so I, I was at a sh- I was at a show uh, at this little festival that happened where um like so, like Career Suicide got back together and played it and and opening for them were just like a, a bunch of local hardcore bands and there was a couple young kids that were in the crowd dancing when when the when the bands were on but everyone else was my age and this one guy walked over to me who was like a like a long hair grizzle looking guy and he leans into me and he's just like it's so beautiful seeing the kids out to this kind of thing and i'm like what the fuck is happening like, are we having a moment was, was it gary glitter like <laughs> it was it was it was weird it was weird Look, I, like i went and saw the chrome eggs right and they were great so it was like half old guys, but all the openers were like local hardcore bands, and our local hardcore scene is very young. And the kids just—I I just have never seen anything like it, dude. They need like fifteen square feet each to dance because they're like—it's like they're having a freaking seizure or something. Uh, yeah, right. I, I, the last guys just standing in the back. Old, we're just standing days. in the back drinking our tall beers, like going, "Yeah, I don't know about that." To be honest, there's something that I like being on the edge of a pit and having to kind of like sit oh, there constantly my defend yourself and having yeah. to defend myself. I find it fucking thrilling right now. Like, I always like stand I'm, there, dude. My uh, beer gets smashed all over me. I'm covered in beer. I'm like clenched fist because I want yeah, to punch like, somebody. If, I, if, I, if I'm not trying to protect a beer, I enjoy it so much. Like I feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> You're just like covering your groin when they come by kicking. Yeah. And then you get the guy who like is trying to get everyone in the pit and he's like grabbing people. Oh, and, like, and he, that's the guy that gets punched going out. into the crowd. Yeah. yeah. That's the guy uh, that gets punched out. Yeah. Uh, sure. Anyway, I'm okay, sorry. Uh, all right. Track. All right. All right. Roll, roll the Next dice. Man. What do you want? What do you okay. Want? So that band, so that was head cheese with the album was called expired. Okay. Um, next band, private lives. Tell me about them. 
so private lives is sort of part of this family of bands that all put out cool stuff this year um so uh the band that might have crossed someone's radars um on on your side of the border would would be priors and or no. sonic avenues before them because uh, they, they had records out on they had records out on slovenly um at at some point uh slovenly out of uh out of reno uh, nevada where that label runs um so so priors um so priors had a record out this that was year. a sticker that was the sticker guy neil we had him on oh yeah we did we had him on yeah. the slovenly guy yeah slovenly guy okay so um so so priors had a cool record that they put out this year called called daffodil um and it's just really high strung um slightly increasingly like madman synth driven but but really just like just like snarky buzzsaw guitar kind of punk um so priors had a record out this year dur and prior uh, chance uh, hutchinson who's the lead singer of priors uh, is married to um uh sorry is it kathy shit i'm gonna mess up her name I'm going to say Kathy until I f- figure out what it is. Um, Kathy Bernhardt, who is um, the lead singer of a band out of Montreal called... Um, oh, God, my brain is breaking right now. Um, the Pale Lips. Um, like a, f- f- like all-female all um, kind of like punk rock and roll group. So, so Chance and Jackie are married. And during COVID, they were stuck in their house together. Um, sorry, Jackie Blencarn is the actual name. Parents' name. Anyways, right. so Chance, 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 and Jackie—they're um, married. You know, rock and roll family in Montreal. They were stuck together in their house, so they were never in each other's bands. So they started making music together because you know they had nothing else to fucking do, um, and everyone was just stuck in lockdown. So they they released a bunch of solo stuff together, and then that sort of evolved out into ah. <laughs> it's 9.08 p.m. according to my watch. Um, the That evolved into the band that is now Private Lives. So basically they, they got out of, they got out of lockdown. They had done the thing that everyone else did in lockdown, which was like put a bunch of shit on Bandcamp that they had recorded in their basement. Um, and then they realized like we kind of have something here. So they put together this four-piece band um, right out of Montreal called Private Lives. Um, Jackie is singing. Chance is playing guitar in it. Um, uh, you know, brought in a rhythm section to to play behind them, um, and just really nice, mature, uh, mature, mature in that they've all been in a hundred bands and like know the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, just like just mature, like new wave ish inspired um, garage punk that they're putting out. That uh, is, I, I keep, I, yeah, I, like mature is a weird thing because that makes it sound like it's it's cleaned up or it's uh or you know or, or it's, it, it's trying to be a yeah not no. not punky kind of thing but but that's not what it is it's more it's more a sense that like like these are lifers they know what they're doing yeah they can gotcha. write great songs there's hooks um but yeah so but, but hit record is the thing that they put out this year um as private lives but they also had um there was a prize record that was out as well and there's you know everyone in that band had some screwball kind of like devo core offshoot project that they put out this year like that whole crew is really productive but just as people i love them um and they're you know whenever i can get out to see them and they happen to be in the area i will go see them um they're they're super great so yeah pr- private lives that's it's a are. really good album sleeve too that looks like it could be a buzzcocks album sleeve or something they did a good job yeah like they're, they're, they're like the, the again like there's seasoned folks they know what they yeah 
you know they, they know what they like they know what they know what works like yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're all good excellent okay so that's uh that's your number eight private lives hit record okay how about the sure. steves Ha! The Steves. Okay. The Steves is a very me kind of thing. The Steves are just some strange fucking band out of um, out of Saskatchewan. So we're really Canadian here. Really Canadian. Um, uh, garage garage punk band out of Regina, Saskatchewan. They released this thing called the, this album Reg- called Regina, Band. you say. Regina, yes. The, <laughs> She's got a group for Regina. <laughs> so the, the the there there are people that worked for the uh, oh the freaking dog oh. what is it called the the for for the local tourism agency I guess in Regina that that did what you should not do and went and actually put stuff out onto the internet where they were like the city that rhymes with fun and then they got fired <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> Like you can think it, but you don't say it if you work for the city of Regina. It's just not. It's not cool. Um, leave that. Leave that to your buddies at the Punk Die Die podcast. Leave yeah, like, like if you work for yes. the city, you don't do yeah. it. So, anyways, so as far as like small Canadian scenes, like Saskatchewan is like it's the prairies. It's there's there's nothing going on out there except for wheat and grass. So, um, uh, it's 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 a mixture of everyone that plays in every other band that is out of that area, um, but. All of their stuff is just really wry, really comical, biting, little short garage punk um, songs. Uh, the the one that I really love off of there, there's a, there's a song called Texas, where it's all about how you know you're some band from up here, and you you got to go to South by Southwest, which means that you went down to Texas and you got to play for free in the parking lot of a Chipotle. <laughs> and then you can like, aren't you so fucking cool um right so i don't know they're just just a snarky snarky local punk band that does it really good um but yeah that, that's who the steves are and the name of the album is to the band well you can't even find this on discogs so there you go that's that's, yeah. that's something discogs i might be the one putting it on discogs there you go like you you know you know you're really deep in the hole when you're the guy putting it on discogs. i don't know how to do i don't know how to do that i need a tutorial it's not, that. It's not a great process because <laughs> i have like very like color variants that aren't on discogs and usually i'll just settle for one of the ones that's on there i do too like, i do the same oh, thing you're, yeah you're, you're you're muddying their data <laughs> yeah well their data can kiss my grits <laughs> Okay. The freaking dog, Neil, my dog. I, I really think she's so old that the veil between the living and the dead is like dropped because she just freaking barks all the time. I'm gonna strangle her. Maybe you see Dee Dee outside your window, the ghost of fucking Dee Dee doing stupid shit. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's so too the, cold to kill her now. So the next band, Adam. So this is a band I've heard of before, and I really liked their first album from a few years ago. This is Chain Whip. So tell us about their new one. Chain Whip is gnarly. Chain, so right. Chain Whip. Um, Chain Whip is run by the guy that runs Neon Taste Records, um, uh, formerly out of Vancouver. I think they moved to Calgary because no one can afford to live in Vancouver anymore. Um, so jo- Josh Nickel um, sings in Chain Whip. Uh, it, they're a band that uh, channels sort of like that early Californian hardcore sound, and it's mixed with like a little bit of like UK 82 gnarliness. And he is a wonderful vocalist because he constantly sounds like he's gargling and he's crazy. 
which is just ticks two of my boxes. It's right up your um, alley, apparently. Oh yeah, like like and and so call the call of the knife is the record that had come come out this year. Um, like you want to highlight from it to go find and listen to. There's a song called Heat Wave that is just amazing. And yeah, it's just so nickel. Whenever just look the guy look look up look them up on on instagram or anything like that and anytime you even see a picture of him he looks like he's been run over by a truck um it's <laughs> so what it's you want to just, know it's just it, it is like like he's he's living hard or at least he's projecting that he's living hard and i'm 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 i'll buy it so so whatever um you know he always seems just like wonderfully disgruntled with stuff but but his label is also putting out you know it's putting out uh Head cheese. It's putting out one of the bands we're going to talk about later. Um, it's doing a huge service for kind of like putting out this sort of just like just vital sounding, just gnarly throwback hardcore of yeah. the Canadian West Coast. So yeah, Chain Whip rules. I like I like their earlier album from a few years ago. I think it was called Fourteen Lashes, something like that. I think yeah. it was called. Yeah, yeah, it was good, good stuff. Um, I think that song that you were highlighting. I think it's called it's called Hate Wave, not Heat Wave, right? Yeah, I don't know. But typo, maybe heat wave, hate wave. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's get to your five. So let's play a song. So okay. So actually, I I have six for some reason in your top five because uh, we were going to drop one. So what do you want to play as your number five out of these ones that you have? Homefront, Imploders, Three Retail, Simps. Uh yeah. Okay. So let's. So here before yeah before we. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 do the retail the retail simps here. Okay. So um. So uh, the the Real Soul Sims is the latest uh, band that comes from a one, one of these punk lifer guys uh, uh, named uh, his his name is Joe Joe Chimandi. So Joe played in um, a bunch of gnarly little East Coast Canadian punk bands that no one on this podcast have any reason to know about um but he went on to play in a band called protruders and then a band called itchy self and as he went on and on with his career he's he's embraced this sound that is at, at times brilliant and at times super grating which is that the vocals on the records get completely blown out like completely peaked um and he's created this mix of of just of a straight up garage punk almost proto-punk sound with this swagger that 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 this 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 swagger that sounds somewhere between like the stones and the velvets at times wow um and it so the other thing that's really important here is that like he terrifies me <laughs> he he's he's one of, he's one of these people that like you you see him interacting with the world and Joe knows that his stuff is fucking cool and he runs a label up here called um uh, called Celluloid Lunch that puts out like like some of the coolest records in Canada and like all sorts of genres so so he's running the cool label he's got the cool band his shit is on point and when he goes after someone you like it he's fucking knives are out and i'm just like I, and i'm writing about his band as like one of like the few people that seem like they are up here and i'm like i'm like i'm really um i don't want to make joe Chimandy mad at me like, <laughs> like i want him to like me because but you, but you sort of like, want him to write a song about you too like i don't because i feel like he'd put me on blast and it, i'd probably be i know so- but would that be great i would love that so 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 the retail simps um and again just like talking about the kind of like 
cool fuck you about this band so at one point they were like the retail simps tha and then they were a t-h-e-e or t-h-e like they keep changing the name of the band slightly just because you know like fuck discogs i guess um <laughs> or being able to look this stuff up so they've been putting out records on a label out of the u.s called total punk records which is a very punk. we should we should love that label and tom shouldn't we total sounds total pretty, punk sounds pretty punk to- yeah. to- total punk is i mean it, how do you get punk. how do you get how do you get more um, punk than, yes, than total? N- none more punk than total punk. Um, so the uh, so the, so they they had this record called Live on Cool Street that came out. Uh, it actually has some of my favorite cover art of the year. Um, it just is like this super crazy black and white gnarly um, photo of the band, like they're riding on the back of a truck that's stuck in a snowbank or something like that. Um, the Canadian. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very Canadian in, in a way. Um, it's summer in Canada. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and you, when you when you listen to like like people trying to come up with a reference for them, like there's been there's I, I've seen people talk about like the work of like Fred Cole. I've heard people mention the Trashmen. I've had, I've seen like the Minutemen mentioned in them. Like, none of wow. that applies. Like it's just it's just fucking weird, strangely swaggery. Um, garage punk that sounds like it should be from like 19 early 70 something um so anyways the song that you're gonna play off that is called weapon of the mystic um so it's from the retail simps at least they're now the retail simps um record that came out on total punk records called live on cool street and and yeah it's uh it's super weird and gnarly so here you go
Okay, you heard there, there Adam's number five. That was The Retail Simps with a li- uh, Weapon of the Mystic off of Live on Cool Street. And hopefully uh, hopefully it lived up to that long introduction by Adam. Ricky, are you still alive? <laughs> Somehow. Ricky, there, Hey, I didn't ask you, are you drinking, Ricky? I am having an Ardbeg 10 on the rocks. It's a very, very peaty scotch. Wait, wow, Neil, you like high class. We're drinking damn. beer. I mean, man. Tell who the working stiffs are around here, huh? Well, you're here every week. We had to come correct if we were going to show up. Right? I guess. Holy shit. A lot of times you guys... I don't even drink. Rather PBRs. You shit. guys with the scotch. Okay, um, Ricky, you're going to have to really talk up this next band to match for Adam's 20-minute introductions to each of his. So uh, who's your <laughs> do you number? Want me to do, like, do you want me to do four and three and then? No, it's fine, man. Do do number four. It's fine. Uh, number four for me is, uh, I think, honestly, I know this is probably uh, uh, quite the take, but um, this is, in my opinion, the best hardcore album to come out this year. Uh, all the kids seem to really like them. And, the kids. Uh, the damn and kids. I got to tell you, this, this album. You're talking is, to the right seats, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We love the kids. We're uh, down with the kids. <laughs> well, I mean, man, this, uh, and there was we some buzz about this band. Dance. <laughs> there was some buzz about this band, like about a year before that I really started noticing, but I didn't really give it a chance until, give them a chance until the album came out or was or being announced. But uh, the album Only Constant by Gel just rocks. Like, so, it's, so Gel, G E L? Yeah. Um, huh. They are, I, I think they're an East Coast band. I could be wrong. But um, man, just throaty, near almost definitely some black metal influence in there. Um, so the song I'm going to play off that is called uh, "Attainable." Here it is. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Adam talks up his bands for like 25 minutes. You got to tell. Well, that's why I figured out. That's, that's why. I, that's, that's why I always. Well, I offered to do number three too. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, that's why I all... asked Adam if he's, on, if he's on the weed. Hey, yeah, Adam, do you know anything about this band that you can talk of? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Well, all I'll no, say... We'll do one at a time. No, I think that's the way to go. We'll do one at a time. And uh... All I'll say is the <laughs> album the album art for this, it, it looks like it could have come from uh, some from the Crass uh, uh, label in like 1982 or something like that. It's black and white. It's got the big logo in the middle of it with a bunch of shit around the outside. So it looks very it's much in that. There's ballpark. definitely a metal a metal influence in the album art too. Okay. Um, huh. uh, but uh, this band, I mean, it's where, they, where did you say they were from? Where did you say they're from? I think, I think they're East Coast. I could be wrong, but um, I know where they're not from. Canada, New Jersey. Canada, they're from New Jersey. How's that? Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Um, they, but yeah, they, uh, and they've been just touring like crazy this year. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so, and the album's only 17 minutes, but it is a, they pack a lot in there. Like, it's, it's, um, it, but it's absolutely uh, fantastic. So, um, all right, there we go. I actually, when I, I actually reviewed it for Punk World Views, I'll say this. Um, and I, every once in a while, there's an album that comes around, especially from the hardcore realm, where, you're like, yep, this is going to be, like, kind of a classic in a few years. And uh, I compared it in that way, not sound wise, but in that way to, um, uh, Roner Park by Ceremony. Um, I think this is going to be a record that Neil and I know absolutely nothing about. But it's, yeah, that is an absolute classic of an album. I can't believe it's over, it's over ten years old now. But uh, that is a fantastic hardcore album. So is that enough, Neil's? Can I play the song? Sure. Now? Yeah. Yeah. We we oh, yeah, we, so we vamped a bit there. What's the name of the song? So it's called Attainable off Gel's uh, debut album, uh, full length, uh, only constant. Here it is. <laughs> 
Okie dokie, that was Gel with uh, Attainable off of Only Constant. That was Ricky's number four album of the year. And the only thing I'll say is there's a lot of guys with beards in that band by the looks of it. Okay. Um, should we have him do another one, uh, Tom? What do you no, think? No, let's bounce back over to Adam. Let's just oh, go boy. Adam. <laughs> Adam. That's okay. I'll be quick this time. I, 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 no, I, we I love care. it. We, lo- we love hearing the history like, of Canada in every well, one of your is, reviews. It's just, you know, they have different styles. It's okay. They do. No, it's great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. I love you guys. What have we got? The, 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 the problem with me is that um, uh, I, I, have, I have a reflex to do this right now, and it's something that I actually had to tr- fucking train. Can I go on an aside here? I can go on an aside. Um, so this will use up just a little bit of time. Um, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, Neil, you know about like the Mercury Prize in the states or in the in the UK? The Mercury like, Prize. Mercury Prize, like every year they give like the like a, like a bunch of um, critical assholes will vote for like the top artistic music prize, and they give them like multi thousands of pounds as the prize every year. Nope, no, nothing about okay. that. Okay. Anyway, so like a bunch of communists of to me. Well, okay, so Canada has one of those Giving their taxpayer money to these bunch of freaking hippies. Yeah, all right. So Canada has something like that. It's called the Polaris Music Prize. Um, So every year, um, a bunch of music critics will vote on, like, the top artistic record in Canada, and that winning record the band or the artist gets 50 grand. Um, So I've been on the jury for that for four or five years now, um, which is to say, like, the long jury, which is, like, the – we – there's like 200 of 200 of us in Canada will like will vote on a bunch of albums that will then be on like a 40 album long list and then gets narrowed down to a 10 album short list and then a grand jury will come in and they'll vote for that 10 album short list to figure, figure like who gets the prize of the year so i've done that for 4 or 5 years it's been really fun this past year i got asked to be on the grand prize jury shortlist so like there was like 11 of us that were on to decide which of these records got the 50 grand and specifically i was brought in to champion the record that the sadies put out last year um which i'm not talking about tonight because it was not a 2013 record (laughs) i I love it is that that, but i i got asked to come in because i had like i had i had voted this record highly before and i my, my my role on the jury was to like give the pitch so for everyone else in the room that had something else that they were championing i had to kind of get onto a zoom call and i had five minutes where i had to be like this is why you need to give the 50 grand to this band and i spent the entire month of august like fucking honing my pitch so that i could get into that room and you know give it my all for the artist that i was trying to do there and so uh, i didn't win but it's it's not but but it's it's very much now baked into my like talking to people so you, you, you feel like this is slightly competitive i got you yeah like i get in here and i'm like i'm like i'm like the clock is ticking i have to fucking sell this um so if, if that is coming through it's because it's i'm broken um 
It sounds Anyways, like it sounds they, like you've been in prison for five years and were the first people you've talked to. To be honest, yeah, it's, it's, they were, <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone since then. Um, okay, here's here's here. This will be quick. We talked about we talked about Chain Whip and, and Neon Taste Records earlier. So one of the bands that's on Neon Taste is a band out of Toronto called Imploders. Um, Im- Imploders are fucking great. They are right in the lineage of bands like uh, like like Career Suicide, like these just like really high strung punky hardcore bands. Um, that that were coming out of Toronto in the early 2000s. Um, it's a bunch of people from bands that yeah you've never heard of, so I'm not even going to list who they are. But they had a record that came out this year that was their their first long player after a bunch of EPs and stuff like that. Uh, it was self titled. It is it's great. I'm not even going to talk it up because I'll just play a song and people are going to be like yeah that's great. So um so the 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 band is called Imploders. They're from Toronto. The song we're going to play is called Deteriorating World deteriorating world let's all enunciate deteriorating that's what it is deteriorating deteriorating world Okay, that was uh, Imploders. That's shit. That, that was Imploders with from the self-titled album from this year. That song was called "Deteriorating World," and uh, yeah, th- well, there's a lot of songs on this record. Holy shit, what like fifteen or something? Yeah, but there's like they're all like a minute long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's right, and it's a uh, well, album cover. Looks like it was done by a ten-year-old, so that's uh, fantastic. And uh, what you yeah. Yeah, actually, it looks like it looks. Like, it reminds me actually of some of the Blitz artwork on their early singles, where again it looked like it was done by a, a teenager in uh, on their exercise book in high school. Like uh, some of the things horror movies are really really cool. Uh, yes, but again, they're like twelve years old or something. Yes, sure. it's, it's got it's got everything on there, man. It's got like zombies. It's got fucking nuclear bombs. It's got uh, it. It could have been written and done in 1982 by the looks of this. So there we go, imploders. Right there. All right. Back your way, Ricky. What have you got for us, buddy? Hey. Uh, so it's funny. I actually, there's every once, every year, there's like an album that comes out way too late for, for list, for when, ah, you know, yes. for list season. And uh, I, this is exactly what happened with this one. And it shot all the way up to my number three because I just went, what the fuck is this? This is, this is awesome. Um, mm. And uh, another Australian band. Um, oh, wow. And I've never heard of them. And this is actually from, I actually discovered this band because of uh, someone in navel gazing told me to uh, check it out because I was so, 
I was, I was listening to other, I guess, Australian bands. And so there's this band called uh, Beer Wolf out of Australia. And they have this really cool, like, thrashy, uh, thrash-inspired sound. But they also, um, but they're not afraid to go, like, super melodic uh, at, at certain points in their songs, too. It's very cool. Um, so, uh, and I, I, honestly, give, I they, they deserve an award for best new band name. I love that. Well, the, well it was, it's like two things that I love beer well, and wolves. According to Discogs, <laughs> there is another band called Beer Wolf who will just appear to be a straight, yeah, so a straight metal band. They are, yeah. They're like kind of like a, a, like a stoner metal band, um, I believe. Huh. Um, but they, uh, but this is the Australian band. I think this is their second or third album out now, but, uh, Man, this thing just rocks back to front, and um, I might actually write a review of it uh, if no one else does uh, for Punk News uh, next year. Um, it's it's really that good. What's the name of the um, album? The album's called uh, Common Grief, um, and it it flies by. It really does. Um, and uh, so hopefully these guys get a, a you know. So who's putting this? Who's putting this out in America? Uh, I don't think America. There is an American label behind them. Oh. I think they're, they're on Resist Records out of Australia. So, um, so let me ask you this, Ricky, before we play a Beer Wolf song, sure. which I'm looking forward to hearing. Um, are you still like? I always used to make a point, like when I did my list for punk news, when I do my top ten list, I would always buy the physical. I always bought, like I always. Uh, until the last couple of years, I would buy my top 20. I would make sure I'd buy it physical. Are you still buying a ton of records, or has your sort of uh, elevated, more mature lifestyle kept you from uh, being such a record whore like you have been the last few years? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, actually, I I still have – I don't buy as many as I used to, but in terms of, like, new releases, um, yeah, I, I, I'll jump on a pre-order – fairly often um mm. but i i won't uh but it's definitely not as frequent i don't go to i i hate to say it i don't go to as many record stores as much as i used to um it's almost uh, as bad as not going to mass i think you're gonna get excommunicated from the punk world ricky uh and um uh so uh but no i i do i mean i i think i have all of my top 20 on vinyl Thanks. So, so what okay. did you so what did you yeah, manage to find this Beer Wolf album because it sounds like it's pretty difficult to find. Well, like it was, I had to eat the shipping from Australia. Oh, so cost more to sucks. ship than it does to buy. It. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I bundled it with their first album too. So at least it's like better, but not great. There you go. If you're gonna pay thirty five dollars to ship a record, you might as well pay thirty five dollars to ship two records, right? Exactly. That's how I figured. So, um, so uh, I'll play the song. Um, uh, Grief Tourist, the first track off uh, Beerwolf's album *Common Grief*. Check and, it out. I, and I have to hope. Hold on a second. I have to hope that I can what? actually. Well, I have to hope I can actually find this on YouTube. <laughs> so, so if we uh, don't hear Beerwolf uh, *Grief no, Tourist* no, no, no. right I'll, now, I'll, I'll I'll get it to you somehow. Oh, I'll excellent. Somehow. All right, we'll find it somehow. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, introduce it again, there, Ricky. Okay. So, um, uh, okay. So again, this is. <laughs> Right. Get so interrupted this time. Yes. This is, this is uh, Grief Tourist by Beerwolf from their album Common Grief.
variety. That was Beowulf, but not the uh, stone metal Beowulf. This is the Beowulf from Australia. With That uh, one's jumping all the way up to number three. Grief tourists off of Common Grief. Yes, Ricky's number three. That's Adam, our big mover for this week. Adam, are you still with us, my friend? Or are you in a stoned uh, cacophony? What's going on over there? I'm surprised there's only one other beer wolf. You think that like there'd be a beer wolf in every state? That's true. Because like beer, because like you're like oh we gotta change the name, but beer fox just doesn't have the same ring to it. Like maybe beer, beer, beer fox is a different kind of. Beer. Here's the one. Here, here's the one for the. I'm, I'm gonna the, be whiskey. It's whiskey bear. Mm. Here's the one for the stone metal band. Be a cunt. There you go. How's that? There you go. I just took us off the air. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Adam, All right, number three. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I would like to say also that Ricky has always bought a disgusting amount of records, and I and I am insanely jealous of. Well, but he was, but he was, his lifestyle has changed a little bit, so it's it'd be interesting. Well, you know what? Honestly, like since so, what happened was when you and I were talking more uh, on the pod on the Punk News podcast. I was buying. I was playing catch up and trying to get all the albums that I loved on vinyl. Uh, now I, I'm still now doing I that, just, Ricky. I'm 50 years old, so I I I've been getting some. I've been kind of focusing on some like mid mid range grails, but that's about it. Like, um, but I have not. I, I I mean, you can see from my Instagram, it hasn't been a ton this year, but it's been some good stuff. Sure. Well, that's interesting, I, uh, Ricky. So, what is what is your number one grail that I'm looking for? Yeah. That I've yet to get. Yeah. Um, Better not be it, like something on a fat wreck. It is really cool. It, it absolutely is. Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, it's it's. Um, I, I mean, I'm the one that I'm really looking for. That's not a test press. Is um, uh, the blue pressing uh, variant of the Lawrence Arms is o Calcutta. Um, wow. That thing just goes for crazy. It goes for pretty. I mean, not like for records. It's it's. It's pretty good money, and like we talking a couple hundred bucks. We talking like fifty bucks. I think one sold for three fifty. You gotta be kidding me. No, um, and so there's that Dude, one. Just, that's just stupid. I mean, they'll repress it. I just... they, they did repress it, but I want the blue one. Oh my gosh. Um, and then uh, is there anything else? I mean, nothing like nothing crazy after that. Um, but See, yeah. See, 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 yeah, you know what's so I turned 50 this year, and I this year I have to admit, I probably bought twice as many reissues as I did new releases. That's just where I'm at. But like, it's, we're living in the golden era of like punk reissues, like Trust Records, what the stuff they're doing, yeah, is beautiful, just amazing. Uh, Marco at TKO is redoing all the like uh, Poison Idea records, and this, these things are just beautiful, you know, they're insane how yeah. nice these, these records are. So, I I still buy new releases. I still will have my top ten on vinyl, but I don't know that I'll have my top twenty. So, so anyway, so so what I'm going to talk about, Adam? How's your buying habits? Uh, I, I mean, not as much as I would like to buy, but um, probably more than I need to buy. Um, I, it's, but yeah, it's, it's need is not really a word when it comes to vinyl collecting. <laughs> yeah, correct. So that's that's very true. So so in any case, the the band I want to talk about that right now that fits into this whole theme. So number three, number three, number three, number three. So um, uh, out of London, Ontario, which we can all agree is the only real London. We saw um, also <laughs> kind of a dump. <laughs> so the original the, the original London. Um, so the, there's How a three piece. So three piece. They they have they have a Thames there too. Like they named the fucking river. <laughs> 
the so there, there's a three-piece uh, synth punk band out of there called Mono Negatives. Um, it, it's it's the brainchild of um, this fucking madman who I am I'm just in love with named um, Robbie uh, Brake. Uh, Robbie has he's had a ton of bands that have come out of that area. Um, uh, Klazu is one. Isolation Party is one. He's one of these he's one of these like prolific people that will go into their room, will make twelve bands exist and then they'll just go play like you know shows in you know buffalo with the coolest gnarliest garage punk label that plays to that small little scene and then disappear forever so a uh, modern negatives is, is one of his um uh playing this like really electrified sort of like um tweaked devo-ish garage um punk stuff uh they ended up hooking up with uh, no front teeth out of the UK, but also with Dowd Records, which is this crazy LA-based thing. I don't even know if they would call it a label per se. Um, they like Dowd makes fuzz pedals, um, like they're engineers, so they they, they make they make fuzz pedals like custom ones, um, and they do design stuff, and then they occasionally will put out some records as well, and. And, and like I don't even I'm not ex- I'm not entirely sure if it is like an actual business or if it is just like some some guy's lab in his garage. But so they so Dowd put out um, Modern Negatives uh, full length this year, which is called um, Crossing Visual Field. And with the the singles for the record that came out, they went totally crazy. So the first the first single for it that came out was like was a was a little lathe cut seven inch. And it had little pop-up cutouts of the band and their van that you could put on the record as it spins to like make a little diorama that kind of moved around. And then the the, the next single that came out for it took that further where you'd pop up you'd pop up these little little pictures of the band and these skeletons like they're from like a uh, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons thing and the skeletons and the band members would sit on the seven inch as it spins and so cool they gave you a little like hook so that as they were listening to the record you could try to like save the band members from the skeletons as they're spinning around on your turntable like I'm sure audiophiles absolutely hate this because it's just fucking with all your equipment right but well lathe cuts are pretty questionable to begin with but, oh, well, yeah. right not only that so i'm you know you're you're gonna like whack the needle on your uh, on your arm with a with a hook that you're trying to knock over a skeleton with um but just there's that kind of like wacky shit that seems to be surrounding mm. my negatives um and but they're they're super great in this sort of youthful eagerness that seems to be to be kind of baked in with them and and like robbie again is one of these guys that i i think just you know squirrels himself away in some dumpy apartment and does nothing but like listen to old records and then make bands um you know the kind of person that we need in the world so this is a song from mono negatives crossing visual field it is called north carolina atomic bomb
Okay. Hmm. Mono negatives. North Carolina atomic bomb off of crossing visual field. And I have to say, Adam, that might be the worst album art I have ever seen on that record. <laughs> that is fucking dreadful. It, that you know, I get migraines. But roasted but, but, by Neil. I get migraines, and that that looks like a visual representation representation of one of my migraines. This album cover it is fucking dreadful. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of lines, a lot of triangles. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of weird rainbow repre- shit. Might be an audio representation of your headache too, Neil. <laughs> yeah, perhaps so. Perhaps so. <laughs> but that is just dreadful. If they want to do something clever, look Gosh. at like look at like orchestral maneuvers in the dark first album, and do something like that. Uh, anyway, anyway, well, I'm sure I'm sure they're wonderful, and I'm sure they're. No, I'm, I'm fascinated by the little guys sitting on the record. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. But Does it? I don't also want to like have to do. I don't want to have to do any assembly or anything. <laughs> like I'm not really looking to do work when I get a new seven inch. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but anyway, so Ricky, we're getting serious. We're getting serious now, man. We're up to number two. Yeah. Yeah. And and, um, I, and and I have to say, are we th- are we going to be are we going to spend the rest of our evening with you in the land down under? Are we strictly we, in Australia now? We we yes. are. And the funny yes. thing is, Ricky's yeah. Ricky's one and two. I think are going to be very similar to my at least high up in my charts too. So take oh, it yeah. away. You know, say what you you know say what you will about Australia. Neil has spent a great deal of time complaining about Australia. Matter of fact, we've actually got letters. Where like Neil needs to lay off of Australia because he, you know, he still thinks of it as a penal colony. Well, that's British, that's that's, pro- that's probably why they're putting out so many great records because they got nothing else to do because they're in prison. So it's all these fucking... criminal descendants. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But but it's funny. The fact of the matter is, Australia. They say there's like 50 animals that can kill you before you leave the airport, but they don't have they don't have cold winters. It still sounds better to me than Canada. No offense, Adam. You know I'm no, only like three. You know I'm only like three hours away from you, so. Or three hours from Canada, I should say. Anyway. All right, Ricky. <laughs> Take it up, away. <laughs> so uh, I actually thought this album would be my favorite album of the year. Me but, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I got to it, – it's not that it, it was it got, it was worse than anything. It was just like there's another album that will well, come after this that, well, that absolutely I, just killed it. And I think to say about that, I think Private Function Album, uh, Hello Asshole is the name of the album. Um, yeah. Spoiler it, alert. It came out so early in the year. And oh. the one you have as your number one came out just like a month ago, right? So that might have something yeah, to do I with mean, it too, right? Yeah, I, I think that's true. But I think um, at the end, my number one does kind of eke it out a little bit uh, compared to this album. So uh, Neil, uh, in his um, in his delusional state, because uh, he's old, <laughs> uh, spoiled it. Um, the, it's not uh, delusional. It's more my like, number two, uh, like my an new- Alzheimer's thing. <laughs> My number two album is... I was trying to be nice. Uh, Are you wearing your sexy album, Depends, Neil? <laughs> my, number two album is, my number two album is Hello Asshole by uh, Private Function. Um, and, uh, I mean, I kind of found... I found this band a few years ago. I wish I'd known about them earlier because all three albums are stellar. Um and uh, let's see. Oh, this was the this this actually kind of made head. There, this album cover made headlines because they did the very first ever scratch offs. Yes, uh, I talked. I talked about their- this one time when it came out. I think I talked about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, what if you what if you win? What do you get? Like a kangaroo or something? No, you get you got like two like I think like three thousand Australian dollars or something like that's that. That's worth and about like, fifty cents. Oh, that's like I think. that's like fifteen dollars American. That, that wouldn't yeah. even cover three hundred Australian dollars. Wouldn't even cover the shipping on one record. Well, <laughs> and then but also, and then I think you also get like your picture on the repress or something like that if you hmm. win. 
Um, I didn't scratch mine off, much to Neil's chagrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but someone did end up winning it. I think it was someone oh. in Australia. But I could we get to, could we choose the photo? Because I like want to be the human cannonball guy. Like I'd pull my shirt up and let him shoot me in the belly with a cannonball, and that could be the picture. Good you know what? Have them on the have them on the uh, on the show and see and ask. Um, you know, that or I could try to get fatter and like duplicate <laughs> myself. And you remember those remember those two fat guys who rode the mini bikes? What the fuck is going deal? on? They're like the Guinness Book of World Records. Tom, all right, forget it. I'm Tom, sorry. are you okay? I'm just brainstorming for some album ideas, all right? I, I, Cover ideas. I don't know. Rick, uh, anyway, Ricky, please go on. I don't know, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how I'm supposed the to follow that. The fat guys on bikes. Somebody will know what I'm talking about. That's a good name uh, for a band. I, I, I know what you're talking about because the Simpsons parodied it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. I want to know how you're going to duplicate yourself, honestly. Well, <laughs> the bike is the problem. It'll be a trick of photography, Adam. Oh, okay. Anyway, they call, they so, this thing um, called Photoshop. I don't know how to use it, but some people do. <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> anyway, uh, before I blow a gasket, uh, this is um, my favorite song off my number two album, uh, Hello Asshole by Private Function. It's called I'm This Far Away from Being the Worst Person You've Ever Met. Here it is. Ricky's number two album of the year. Now right? you've played that song, haven't you? I no. have. I think we've already played it. I have. Oh, you so, did. Well, I Neil, did. Neil, and I both both. So I listened to that record, like and I, I I I have some issues with it. I like it to a certain extent, but I thought that was by far the best song on the record. Oh, I actually thought. I mean, the one thing I forgot to mention is how a, how amazing that cover of "Yellow" by Coldplay is. It's so fucking random, but uh, it's just this. Uh, when I reviewed it, I said it was like this. Um, they turned Maybe it into like this Ramones core party album, which was uh, mm. a party song that was, excuse me, party mm. song that uh, that I thought they did a really fun. They they made it really fun. So um, if you haven't checked that album out, really do. They're they're a really fun band. Now this is another one where the album cover is fucking dreadful. Um, it must be an Australian thing. I'm not sure, but um, also you might not even know it says "Hello Asshole." 
because hello asshole is absolutely upside down. It that's says joke. it's actually that's yeah right. Well, joke. I'm just I'm it's just like saying. It's on a calculator. Or Listen, guys, if someone was looking for it in the store, they might not come across this, right? Because they might not realize that's They're what this the, album is. I don't think the band. I don't think the band's thinking about it. They're just. I mean, I don't think it's. Oh, I'm not. Just, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's why the album cover is horrible. The album cover is just horrible. I mean, it's just terrible, right? <laughs> I mean, it just looks like a scratch card. It's, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. But it's it it's, it sinks in with the vibe of the band, right? Because they seem like sure, drunk. Yeah. They seem like drunk assholes. But their album from a few years ago was great too. Um, that was oh, um, whose line, whose line is, is, it is it anyway? Yeah, that was a really good album Fucking too. Phenomenal. So, yeah, Fucking so this great. this is the band that Emil and the Sniffers wish they could be. Is the way I Oof, would put it. That's a, that is a t- that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> You know what but I mean, though, right? Spicy take, you, know? you know what I mean. Um, anyway, <laughs> that. But yeah, I think that's a really, I think that's a really, really good album. And uh, and yeah, and one of Tom's uh, criticisms of it was that every song is slightly different. Like the, it's kind of different um, vibe. No, 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 no. That wasn't that wasn't what bothered me. I think it's fine. What bothered me is I could tell what band they were copying in every song. Okay. Like literally, that song sounds like this band. That song sounds like this band. Uh, it, it, I like a little variety, but I wonder what what the band themselves sound like if they're not trying to sound like someone else. What have you got to say uh, about you that? Should Ricky? Check out Saint, check out Saint, check out Saint Anger first. You'll see that they've actually grown quite a bit. Saint um, Anger by Metallica. No, no, no. <laughs> they, their album is called Saint. The Anger. one where the drums yeah. sound like a, he's sitting in a garbage can. Oh, okay. Well, I just anyway. I, I, I I don't know. I remember when uh, I'm not going to tell the story, but anyway, I just yeah, it, it didn't. I thought it was a decent album. But I didn't really strike a chord with me. Adam, what's your sec- what's your number two? Oh boy! Hey so- Ricky, hey Ricky, who's hosting this thing, buddy? <laughs> I think we hit a nerve. Ricky's upset now. Ricky, Rick, no, Ricky no, I, like, I, don't, I don't know what else. You, what else? What? What else no, is Ricky, there to say? Ricky's like I, it's dinner time, man. Like like <laughs> it's bedtime for me. It's dinner time for Ricky. Anyway, no, I'm yeah. sorry, but you're right. You're right, Ricky. <laughs> Just stepped on our toes. That's all. We won't we won't soon forget that. Someone Slight. wake up, Adam. Adam, come on, man, wake up. All right, all right, all right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna because, because I number I only, two, buddy. Number two yeah, is important. Right. So I, I made this list up earlier, so I'm not even gonna do a fucking real record for my number two. So how about that? So here we go. So this has been. Uh, what do you mean it's not well, a like, real I'm, record? It, it's, it's a song that showed up on the internet, but uh, that's, you know, mm. that, that's not a record per se. Oh, but so that is. That that's not very punk rock to not follow the it's, rules, Adam. No, I know. I'm sorry. Well, honestly, my 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 my, my real my real number two would would be a a band that I love dearly, but is probably boring to all of you, so I'm not going to go there. Um, so the so this has sort of been like a year of insane activity for for fucked up. Um, the, the everyone knows that super adventurous Toronto hardcore band. Um, they had a record that came out in January called One Day that was fun. Mm. They had a that an uh, an EP called Cops that came out in April. Um, that I was loved. I very, love that EP. Very that throwback. EP is so to their, good to their early sound. Mm. Um, they've been doing all kinds of shows and touring and stuff like that because it's the 10th anniversary of the chemistry of common life um and they've just been doing they've been doing all sorts of stuff super active but they did a tour this summer where they toured up with um this musical outfit out of, out of canada called the halusa nation so what the halusa nation is um is is a uh it's an indigenous duo that 
plays uh, like electronic dance music, basically. Stop it! Stop it! No, 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 this listen, isn't fucking but, punk but, news. But, but, listen, listen. But Jesus. the music that that, that 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 they're mixing in to but make this is all of this um, is all this like actual like like powwow music. So it's like it's Pow-wow it's drums. <laughs> So You're gonna get us banned, crazy, right? This listen. So the I'm 164th Indian Eagles. Fine. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, the the hallucination uh, before used to be a band called a tribe called Red, and they renamed it at some point. Um, so they put together this big spectacle of a show. So fucked up's gonna show up, do their whole thing. Hallucination is gonna go through other DJs on stage and just you know run like a fucking rave out of the room. Oh. And then at the same point when this is happening, there is because it is a because Damien Abraham's involved in this. There's this off the wall wrestling angle that was in it. So I, I go to the show in Toronto. Uh, fucked up goes on stage, plays their set. These two female wrestlers come out and start kicking each other's ass and, and like jump off the stage and are like doing their whole wrestling show in the pit, like in the middle of the room. They go, they 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 go away after entertaining everyone for a while. Hallucination goes up on stage. Everyone dances for an hour. <sighs> they get off stage, then fucked up and hallucination and the wrestlers get on stage and they start playing punk covers together as the wrestlers are kicking the shit out of each other and it was just one of these things where you're like this show has everything like there is a lot going See, Neil, on that's why i get that's why i get that's why i get a hotel room and just drink like, <laughs> this is why i leave just, early it doesn't matter this Nobody is why i leave early anyway it was yeah. just yeah. wacky and um <laughs> and it is it is, it is clearly uh, something that is um, leading up to something else because now there's um, there's a there's a uh, there's a hallucination single out that has Damien barking things as the lyricist for it and they're they're going to make this into a whole collab project going forward I think um, but of the uh, but they so they put out they put out two um, covers digitally together um, that they had gone and recorded um, so basically like like the fucked up with with a little bit more of like like electronic buzz going on in them they covered a uh, mexican hardcore band uh called dangerous rhythm and they covered a song called electroshock by them but then they also pl- um played a cover of uh mdc's you know fucking landmark single john Wayne was a nazi mm. and it so you've got you've got i can't believe you don't like the original neil it's, such a it's, great it's just stupid it's just stupid it's fucking the whole the whole concept behind it is Come stupid on, but go on go on oh it's so it's so, it's so <laughs> greatly stupid <laughs> so I, I read i read dave dichter's book and it was pretty it was pretty funny talking about how they wrote some of these songs so i i kind of have a little bit of a sympathy for him but anyway so so it, mainly because i think it would probably really get some of your listeners mad oh it's got me mad play, already we're gonna play <laughs> fucked up and the hallucinations joint cover of john wayne was a nazi which which live this was i don't know like damien went on this giant rant before they played the song about i don't know whatever ills were happening in the world at the time and i can't even remember which one they were at the point because the world sucks but you know it was you know a good lead into we're just gonna bang through john wayne was a nazi and everyone in the crowd was like yeah fuck nazis man did did people know the song you think adam or 
It, it was, I assume like half the crowd probably did. And by I mean, half you knew crowd, it. You obviously knew it. Or yeah, or, and I mean by half the crowd, I mean like like there were like you know by old, half the crowd he means like him and one other guy. No, there were there. I mean, I mean, this was a room that was split <laughs> the between hardcore dudes that were yeah. there to see fucked up and like this giant crowd of like indigenous folks that that follow around um, yeah. hallucination. And it was just like this mix and everyone was just fucking dancing to John Wayne was Nazi. It was, it was, it was a thing. It was. All right. Well, I guess we'll let, I guess we'll let the, our, our good, honest listeners be the judge. So here here you go. You talked out of that because I don't even want to mention it. Go on. <laughs> Who was that? We're back. That that was that was fucked up. <laughs> and the Halusi Nation and they were uh, playing John Wayne was a Nazi. They, they couldn't have even up. updated the name and taken John Wayne out of it and put somebody else's name in there. They couldn't have done that. Well, like Clint Eastwood's got too many syllables. You know, what are you going to put in there? <sighs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden was a Nazi. How's That's that? Three syllables. Are, 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 you, are you just bent out of shape about John Wayne in particular? Yes, actually, I am. I am kind of, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's such a fucking... He died like 40 years ago. It's such a dated fucking reference. It just... That's, it made him say in, Adolf in Hitler was a Nazi. Fucking hell. In David Dichter's book, he talks about... He was in college when John Wayne died, and they were literally like sitting in the cafeteria, and they saw that John Wayne died, and they just wrote a song about it. But that's that was the 80s, those songs. They were, there were so many of those great throwaway songs, you know? It did, the only thing that bothered me about it was when he did go back and re re like when uh, like when DOA went back instead of you know fucked up Ronnie it was fucked up Donnie it's like all right 
Yeah, uh, that's 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 yeah, that's not trying that hard. Uh, yeah. All right, just time to retire. Okay, anyways, that 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 that, that was my swerve. Okay, Ricky. All right, no pre- no pressure, no pressure, Ricky. Number one. Yeah, okay, so well, so, it, it, um, it can't it can't be worse than that. So go ahead, Betty. <laughs> uh, so uh, so Neil I feel so, that Adam has left the bar low for you. Yes. Uh, so from my number one has a bit of a I have a bit of a backstory for it. So um, sit tight for a little bit. Um, Excellent. I I loved uh, clowns as nature nurture in yes. uh, 2019. That was my number. That, that was my yeah. number one. Ricky, that, was, that was the first year you joined us for your end of your list was 2019. Yes, uh, it was pre COVID. The world was a much simpler place. Correct. Uh, so my. Uh, so uh, that was my number one album of the year. It was a surprise for me because I didn't even think about. I, I kind of pre-ordered it on a whim. I'm like, all right, this this band put out a decent album uh, before, so let's see what what they're made of now. I think absolutely stunning. It's yes. a very dark album though. Um, and then when I was back on, uh, I think is there for a, a ghost? Bit, is there a ghost in the background? I hear a ghost. I swear, <laughs> it's, it's for, John Wayne. For, John Wayne's come back to haunt Adam. <laughs> Adam's dancing in his seat, listening to this. <laughs> for, for 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 a mid year, um, when I came on for that mid year episode, um, that that uh, they they put out the clowns put out uh, that seven inch called um, "Does It Matter" and uh, Sarah and great fucking song um, that right? it just. Just they slay it yep. like every both songs are amazing. But what I noticed was like, and I did this in my and I wrote this in my review of the seven inch four punk news that it was a much brighter two songs compared. And I'm like, and I was wondering like, is this the direction that they're going to go for the next album? And I'd actually argue that, that that's what happened with this with this album, my number one album of the year, uh, 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 Endless by Clowns um, is just it's a brighter version of their sound overall, but man, they just, it, they're just relentless and the, just all sorts of different topics. Lyrically, um, they let Hanny J who's a very talented solo artist, by the way, uh, the bassist, she, she takes over lead vocals once in, uh, um, on the album. Um, and everything's really catchy. Um, but they still, t- they still like stick to their kind of metal, uh, punk, infused yeah. uh, sound in it too but they're but again they're brighter um even though there are it does have its dark moments um but uh what happened but so i reviewed this one for punk world views as well but i gave it an eight because mainly the issue with with this album is that the 10th song is a is an instrumental yeah, we had a, um, we, we which, had a long talk about this, didn't we, buddy? We did, yeah, and and so it's it's an instrumental, but um, which they've done before. Their first, one of their earlier albums, Bad Blood, they they end they end it with a um, a ten minute uh, instrumental too. But this one, they decided to have an uh, like a podcast a podcaster talk over it. Uh, that was actually, and the song was actually in the episode of that podcast. It was a true crime podcast. I'm blinking on the name of it, but the issue is that, I mean, it's a creative take on a on an instrumental. But after like two or three listens, it, you just don't want to go. Th- you just don't want to go through it again. It just kind of falls yeah. flat. It doesn't have a good. Re- it doesn't have good replay value. Neil so, and I are available for that, by the way, if anybody's looking for that. But talk, talk <laughs> so over. I'm sure. Sh- so I I lo- so I love this album, but I, when I reviewed it, I had I gave it I, I was going to give it a nine, but I gave it an eight out of ten because because of that it was just it, I, I'm I'm going to be honest like that was the that was like the uh, 
the one thing that I had the biggest issue with um, with the I, album. But otherwise, this album kicks so much ass, and um, it's a shame that they just that they should be much more popular uh, within the scene, especially here since they're on Fat. Um, Do you think it's because the name kind of sucks? No clowns. Well, it's kind of. There's another band called The Clowns as well, which I think was from the West Coast. Which I think they might. Huh. I don't know if any people get confused, but I'd be worried that they do because the other The Clowns are just a they dress up in fucking makeup and shit, clown makeup. So you'd hate to think mm. that people getting these two bands confused. Well, mm. anyway, so um, so I, I now and now if we go to album art real quick, I always give my cov- uh, a coveted uh, best album art of the year award to Ooh. an uh, album that i put on my list and i in my opinion this is, this is be the funny. best album this is the best album art uh to come out this year in my opinion mm. wow um, see i think i think this like album it? art look well it looks like someone that could have been on stranger things that's what it reminds me of so it's, i think well, it's I mean, cheesy even, i think it's cheesy as hell it's super 80s uh even yeah, the stranger, stranger that things came with the yeah. bundle the the the, it, it, the uh, shirt that came with the bundle, which I got uh, the vinyl bundle, um, it is a. It, they tried making it look like a worn out like eighties um, metal shirt, um, which was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it, it definitely has that eighties cheesy power metal look to it. I'm so, at it right I, so I think it's very cool. I think okay, it's, I it. it's, all right. it's fun. Um, Did you so, get that weird uh, splatter? That like green splatter? Mine is half. Half black, half yellow, with green splatter and white splatter. Oh wow! Uh, vinyl. Oh, I see. Um, okay, I'm so, looking at it now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so this is my number one album of the year. By the way, just a quick, just uh, back to fucked up and what Adam was talking about. I, uh, I have to agree with, uh, on one thing. That fucked up EP that came out this year, Cops, is my favorite EP of the year. It is so good. I love that uh older fucked up sound um with the you know not the stuff that goes on for like you know a f- like six seven minutes but like their no passeron seven inch their police seven inch and now this one is this cop seven inch is so good and i'd play a song from it if we if we had time but um anyway uh so i what, wanted to play yeah what song are we hmm? gonna play from this so for for the from uh endless um, I'm going to play the song uh, Formaldehyde by uh, Clowns. That's again off their album Endless, which is my number one of the year. Listen to the whole album. It rules.
All right, that was Endless by Clowns off of... Uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, that was Formaldehyde, Formaldehyde by Clowns off of the album Endless, which was Ricky's number one of the year. And what I was saying to him was, okay, so that last track he's talking about, it is it is a spoken word track, um, and it tells the story of... Uh, uh, Tom, have you ever heard of Ned Kelly? Does not ring a bell, no. He's like, he, was like the, he was maybe the... Think of him as like the Australian version of Jesse James. So oh, okay. he would he would like rob banks and stuff like that. I back mean, I thought the whole country were criminals. Well, like, but that's kind of funny, isn't it? Actually, it ties into my whole thinking. But he was but, more like a uh, rob from the rich, give to the give poor, to the poor kind of yeah, kind of guy. Like yeah, a, which, like a I mean, hero. yeah, I mean, he's he's it's a true story. I mean, he's a, he's a real person. But uh, it's basically the story of one of his bank holdups is is what it is over this intr- instrumental huh. thing. Which I know what Ricky means. Once you've listened to it once, you don't really want to listen to it a second time. But what I advised him to do maybe is think of it as like an extra track or something, a bonus track that you get yeah. on a CD. I wouldn't really mark the album down because of it. Well, or think, of, or think of it as a B side or something. Tracks. You know what? Yeah, well, the issue, the other, but the issue is that like when you do that, that's fine, and I get it. Then it goes, then it becomes a nine track album, and then and and then you have to count the fact that the first track is also. An, instru- an intro a brief track, instrument- yeah. It's a, I think it's it, real short, yeah. It's a brief instrumental, uh, the title track. Well, when I'm so, counting uh, on, on, on Discogs, it's got 13 tracks on it. What? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Endless, Formaldehyde, Skirt to Die, Thanks for Nothing, Bisexual Awakening, I Got a Knife, Zeros and Ones, Sarah, Death Wish, Enough's Enough, Quicksand, Widow's Son. 13 tracks. Let me see this. Hang on a second. Well, my, the thing, you know, there is a precedent for that strange... You know, like X at the end of their newest album. Yep. Neil, yeah. that Alphabet Land has a spoken word track. Yep. Uh, Which Uniform is good. Choice, who was a hardcore band that sounded like Minor Threat, a great Ooh, one, by the way. The, yeah, fantastic. But I know what you mean. Their the, Screaming the poem. for Change album, the yes. last song is a spoken word with yes. no music. It's like a poem. Oh, Neil's right, by the way. It's tw- it's tw- total is 12 tracks. When it comes to the X, when it comes to Alphabet Land by X, though, that's like Xene kind of doing like this like poem thing beat this poetry is taken, yeah this 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 one is taken straight out of a podcast and it's just like what am i supposed to do with this um someone oh, there was another band that did oh podcasts um, are so annoying a band uh <laughs> pub, the public serpents the public serpents album that i i listed uh tonight they also did something similar where it's sort of like this collage of different sounds and stuff like that different like like clips of different songs like a dub and then like something super techno and electric. And I said hmm. the same thing in my review. Um, that's also, a I mean, if it's a bonus track, yeah, but you're right. It's not like, a bonus like, track. It's well, not like a bonus with track. LPs, you can't really do bonus tracks because it's too much of a pain in the dick. It's like, if you have a CD or, you know, something, you could stop it or whatever. But I mean, I guess you could pick up the needle when you get to the second last song, but it's just, that's not how we listen to records generally. Right. We listen to it, we yeah. put it on, we listen to it. So anyway, so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm talking like bad about this album. I love this album from front to back, uh, except for you're the- allowed to talk about, you know, you're allowed to critique albums you love. I think yeah. especially if you love a band, you're more likely to be even more critical of them because you can sort of pick apart little things that a casual fan wouldn't. So. Yeah. So so and I just want them to do well. I don't know if any of you guys have seen them live. They it was. Oh gosh, I saw them in 2019. It was the best performance 
I'd ever seen that year. Yeah, they oh. were they were supposed to play Chicago, but then COVID hit, like in 2019. Oh, 2020. They it was like March or something, yeah. and it, and everything fell to pieces, and they didn't play. So their, I was pissed off. Their live show, their live show. I'm not going to say who the uh, the headliner of that show was, uh, but man, they they blew them out of the water. Like they they went on. Why don't what you say, Ricky? Why don't yeah, you who say, was say it? Who was it? Say it. Oh, they were playing with the Fat Rec tour in 2019. I think it was like Jen from the Bomb Pops, and then it was Mean Jeans, mm, and then know. it was Clowns, or maybe they maybe those two were switched, and then there was Teenage Bottle Rocket, and they upstaged everyone. I mean, I can, they I were can believe just, that completely. Yeah, is, I can believe. Is that. it Mean? Is Mean Jeans Canadian too? Aren't they? No, they're from Washington or Portland or. Oregon, oh, I think okay. Washington. I think they're Pacific Northwest. So. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. like shell shock here, like where every band is either from Canada or Australia. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here yes. drooling on myself. So, so anyway, yeah. Um, if you, if 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 you haven't heard this this album yet, it's worth it. This band's discography is amazing. Yeah, clowns so, are great. Um, clowns are really good. Yeah, yeah. All so, joking aside, all joking aside, they, that's a really good album. It's stunning. Really good. All right, Adam. Yeah. All right. So, I'm still. I'm still here. I I I love that Ricky's that Ricky's love for clowns has persisted over the years, even though I haven't I haven't I haven't known what's going on in Ricky's life, but the the, but clowns is still there. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Adam. Miss you. (laughs) We'll catch up after we stop recording. You can uh, you guys can you know exchange texts and whatnot. Ricky's growing up. Ricky's growing up, Adam. I mean, I remember. I mean, I was always the old guy at Punk News after Mark left i think i'm 10 years older than you and john uh and, but ricky was like a guy in his 20s now he's in his 30s he's all responsible and shit so yeah it's weird man it's weird he's got a hat now and that's that's what happens when you and he's got a hat. dog and he brings home the bacon even though no one exactly knew. thank you i do what i can yes <laughs> all right so um here we go. This is this is number one, and this is this is even though I didn't order my stuff. Um, if I go by math, this is what this is what my 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 vampiric music um, streaming program of choice has told me is also my number one. So I have Excellent. I have evidence to, to prove this. So I can't uh, can't can't bullshit my way out of this. So Homefront is a band out of uh, Edmonton, Alberta. They showed up last year with with an ep that came out and the lp that they had come out this year which is called games of power really takes the sound that they put out on that initial ep and um cements it as something that as far as i'm concerned they completely own the the band is really a duo for all intents and purposes at least from a studio standpoint um the the two principals in it um graham mckinnon used to sing for a street punk band out of out of, out of the out of Edmonton called Wednesday Night Heroes, who I don't know if they seem like a band that may have at some point crossed over into Tom's universe, but uh, but hard to know. They were they're around in like the late nineties, I believe, early two thousands. Um, straight ahead street punk, um, you know, band, big shout along chorus kind of thing. Um, so Graham played in Wednesday Night Heroes. Clint Fraser, the other guy, uh, he was on the complete other spectrum in this like electro dance punk thing called Shout Out Out Out. Um, maybe there's another out in there. Shout Out 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 Out. I don't know. Boot. The, you know, the, those bands happened. 
oot oot oot. They they the, the, you know there 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 were there were a ton of those of those bands back in like the in the early two thousands where all of a sudden like everyone sounded like pill. Um, so that's where that's where Clint came from. So the two of them got together. They put together Homefront. What Homefront sounds like is they sound like if an oi band got really really into like Echo and the Bunnymen. So hmm. they're they're taking all of these all, all of these like the best parts of of new wave and they're playing them as if they're in a big shout along fist pumping street punk context and the the sound that they put together is just insane it sounds great on record it sounds great live um there's just you you heard so many people over the past 20 years do like new wave revival stuff and it's all at best fine like do you remember we had that that like 10 year period where everyone for a while sounded like either like gang of four or nation of ulysses or something like that just like like everyone just like we're playing like angular guitar right. sounds and it was all fucking samey and at a certain point you're like why am i listening to any of these bands when i could just listen to the bands that they're copying um you know, homefront doesn't do that they're taking they're taking those ingredients but they're spitting them out in sort of their own context so uh they brought in fucked up uh drummer jonah falco on production um they he produced the whole thing remotely from the uk they recorded uh in edmonton this was all like covid era stuff when people couldn't travel or get together or anything like that so uh games of power is the record that came out got released on a uh uk label out of hackney called uh la vida es on muse i don't even know what i guess it's spanish i don't know why that's spanish name but anyways um out of there and they've just been barnstorming around playing this incredible record since it's uh it's it's just incredibly vital it is it just it it, it feels good it it's it's great it's great stuff so the song that we're gonna play off of uh homefront's games of power um is a song called nation it is their anthem it you can you can hear it in in the chorus when you can hear when the crowd is just gonna like get in and scream along with this uh the studio version of this song in particular has a uh some guest vocals at a certain point from uh cal graham of the chisel um out of the uk um so he shows up on it and uh but yeah it is it's 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 this band's it's this band's big big centerpiece track so the the band is homefront um the song we're gonna play is nation and uh the album is called games of power so yeah i i recommend this to everyone it's really good
That's actually a pretty legit hardcore label from what I, I think um, the uh, Rat Cage Savage Visions put out an album through them. Um, there's been some good stuff out, out there. People, if you like that, like really, really intense hardcore stuff, that's a great label to follow. Look at that. Canada, Canadia, getting an endorsement from the West Coast. So did we have a single American band listed tonight? Okay, but so that was that was that was home front with Nation off of Games of Power. That was Adam's number one of the of the year. And it does sound interesting. Adam, does it sound like does it sound like Later Blitz? Is that what it sounds like? Like New Age kind of thing? It's it it doesn't so much sound like a punk band has gotten interested in new wave and like drifted their sound that way. It sounds like they started there. If that makes any sense in a way, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's really interesting to me to like, and they've been touring all over with like, with weird groups that I would not expect to like this kind of thing, but I think they sort of have the buzz behind them so they can get on those tours. Like they just did like a big tour with like Alkaline Trio, which I mean is not a band I give a shit about, but of course a lot of people do. So, uh, you know, pretty popular. So it's, uh, there's, there's some, there's some oomph behind. I think one of the guys might've played with Blink-182 at some point. Do you think that helped raise their profile? Oh, hey, maybe. Mm. Only hope. I don't know. So it's, yeah. Um, I did want to mention that uh, uh, we we did establish that Gel is from the east coast of the United States, New Jersey. There so you go. there's been some. Yeah. So yeah. otherwise, we have lots of Australian bands, lots of Canadian bands. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I, right? You should be happy because this is really a victory for the Commonwealth. I, and the unfortunate thing about that album you just talked about, Adam, you're number one. It doesn't appear like you can get it in the U.S. at all. I'm, on Discogs, I'm not seeing any U.S way to purchase that record because i'd be interested in that that sounds interesting I, I think like, like with, 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 with the echo with, yeah like with, with with the echo angle on there i thought that would that would grab your attention it did so you're gonna have to send it to me you have to buy it for me and send it to me that's excellent so yeah, i okay. have to yeah. i have to say you have well, mentioned cassette or eight track yeah you've mentioned um lots of bands and the members by name and all that kind of thing so do you actually know these people uh, not not many of them, but it's the, the the one thing that I try to do on on some party in particular as I'm writing, and I, I would try to do this on punk news, but no one gave a shit, and I think it was annoying to them because it didn't really fit the style that everyone else was writing there. Is I'm 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 a big nerd for like who the connective tissues are between these artists. So if, if we're talking about some band and we learn that like, oh shit, their drummer played in this band and that band was really cool. Like, like my, my articles always have that, like all, all that, uh, like footnote shit in it to be like, like this guy used to play in this one. The this guy minutia. The minutia. There we go. Right. And like, uh, but like, I like that. And like when I, when I, I remember was when I was like, by the uncle of the guy from the dead boys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I was first getting into like independent music, I remember like exclaim, which was the big, uh, the, the big, um, alt weekly kind of paper up here in Canada. They would do these articles every once in a while where they would like family tree a band and they would they would go through and list like like draw all these connections about like about 
like, like how these scenes connect and stuff like that. And like, to me that, that that's like, that's a very interesting thing as I'm approaching one of these things. And some of them, I do know the people like, like you asked about like, like golden shitters. Like, like I, I know those guys, I will see them at shows in Hamilton because we're all more or less local to each other. Um, but you know, some, something like this, um, like, you know, I don't, I don't know anyone from front at all, but the, the fact that it's the dude from Wednesday night heroes gives that some interesting context where it's not just, it, it's not just some band that materialized that is somewhere like this is a, this is the second career act for someone that was in like street punk band at a certain point. Right. So, you know, that, that kind of shit is interesting to me. Hmm. So Adam, the question the question I always like to ask as we wrap up our our year here, and I'll throw it to you here in a minute, Ricky, so you get some time to think about it. I'm gonna put Adam on the spot. What's coming next year that you're looking forward to? Is there anything on your radar or or, or not particularly? It seems like everything promotionally has gotten weird post COVID too. Like where everything like records just sort of pop up, like like you don't know they're coming. Yeah, you, you know, so it, I have in the past year slowed down a little bit as far as how often I've been writing and it's been a little bit of a busy thing and like a little bit because like, you know, like, like I talked about that, that Polaris prize stuff, like, yeah, like I, yeah. that was total. So you're doing uh, other creative pursuits like, that are taking Like I totally time. checked out for a while and went in that Plus direction. you gotta have a job and a family and all that other crap. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I'm helping out with my kids events and all that kind of boring yeah. dad bullshit. Right. But the, so, but so I used to write, weekly like i used to sit down every sunday night and have the stuff that i had accumulated for some party and then like crank out that article on sunday night and send it out see that does seem torturous i see why you went away from right? that so so then so i got then i realized that like and i would get really fucking moody when it wasn't yeah just stressing time. yourself right. out for no and then reason, and then like my, my my wife would be like like who are you mad at right now like no one cares <laughs> that you're doing this. i made this but i made this arbitrary rule that i need yeah to right so so it, it's it, i i've been like almost as like a like a like i i hate to sound all like like wellness about it because because that fucking talk drives me crazy sometimes but oh, it no, is a little bit smoking pot you're a big hippie everything's right like it's gotta be, like, it's gotta be it, cool copacetic like it is a little bit of just like like a mental health thing where i'm just like you know what i don't need to be stressed out about this right now and i'm gonna do it when i want to right so so by doing that i've pushed my publishing window for the newsletter out so it's been about like every two weeks or so now and i find that by going to that bands are like three songs into their promotional cycle by the time i get to it like i'll, I'll go look at my email and it'll be like the band has released the album the band has released the second single from the album the bands the, the album is out and that was like in the course of two weeks and i've got like the publicist emailing me like seven times in between there being like when are you gonna post the thing and i'm just like like i don't even understand the speed at which stuff shows up this this point so so the answer to your question like is i don't fucking know like i've just started to see stuff across my plate where they've said like oh it's going to come out in january or like maybe early february but then everything just keeps appearing like there's no lead up to anything yeah. and i i don't know why well they start some bands have start I, I notice again like like pirates is one of the big ones that i i do a lot of promo stuff with like they're starting to announce the stuff like they've announced an album's coming out next year like the new drowns album is coming out in february of next year but that's pretty rare like i said i think it was production thing for a while too because the production of vinyl production was so screwed up nobody wanted to even like say it's coming out in february and then not have it till june you know yeah and i, think, and I, I guess I think like, that's sort of normalized again to a certain extent so and and i think this 
I mean, so no effects putting out a triple album next year. <laughs> <laughs> aren't they done? They're done. I, aren't they? They're finishing. Wrapping it's, up. It's 10 the, years too late. The, what I'm finding is that like the a lot of these tiny bands too that don't have a publicist involved at all, they're they're going completely the other direction too, where they're not even trying to drum up anything for it in particular. There's just like it's like they made some songs, they put them on, you know, band camp. Media, that's it, like, huh? Yeah, like yeah. maybe they said something about it in a fucking Instagram story, but if you miss that, too bad. And which which is one of the one of the places where the stuff I write is maybe useful to some of my readers because I kind of pay attention to that and I catch it when they don't. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the 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 time frames of how music gets released right now is is really weird to me, and I, I, I'm 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 glad I'm not trying to keep up with it from a punk news standpoint because I feel like it would be exhausting. Yeah, I agree. So how about you, Ricky? Are you looking forward to anything next year? Anything on your radar? Um, definitely looking forward to the new Chisel album. Ah. Um. I know Starving Wolves have uh, just signed to Pirates Press. Yeah, I saw I'm that. Yeah, yeah. That. So that is that the chisel cool. I just talked about, or is that a different chisel? Yes, yeah, same one. Same yes, chisel. Yeah. All right. The British um, boy band, who is yeah. like basically the what's the name of that band? Chubby and the it's basically Chubby, Chubby, and, Chubby, the gang. Chubby and the Gang. Chubby and the Gang. Band, yeah. right? Um, and I'm also looking forward to the new Mean Jeans album. Um, and uh, I. I I'm gonna make some people cringe, but uh, it's been 20 years since I've been stoked on a Green Day album. But I am stoked for this Green Day album that's coming Oof. out in January. Uh, dude, the lead single sounds so like good. A, it sounds like a so Green good. Day song, but his it voice—I I can't even say this. Rob Caval is back in the studio with them. I'm all about it, dude. Um, and then, I, I see uh, people talk about Green Day. They're like, Green Day hasn't made a good album since 2004. I'm like, are you freaking high? That means you think American uh, Idiot was good. American Idiot is a masterpiece. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, I absolutely loved it. Right um, I still do love it. I hope they, uh, I hope just like they did with Dookie that next year that they do a box set for it, just like they did for are Dookie you, this so past you, are year. Are you the guy buying those? I mean, it's ridiculous. No, I did not. I did not buy the Dookie one. Um, but I'm tempted I hope to get I, the, they put out a baby blue pressing of it, and I actually don't have that on vinyl, and I do like the Dookie record. I might buy it. I, we'll see. I actually got that one. Um, yeah. I, I decided to go with, with that with that, but uh, if they they do an American Idiot one for the 20th anniversary, I'm all about it. Um, I, I know I know I don't listen. I don't love you know, I, and I don't really buy CDs very much anymore unless I I feel like that's my only option. But the truth of the matter is, these box sets, all these bonus tracks and live shit, it garbage. doesn't deserve vinyl it's treatment. Garbage. It doesn't deserve to be on vinyl. Indeed. It really was better with like the CD format where you could just jam 70 minutes of bullshit on a CD, you know. Yeah, so I just don't feel like I need a box set of Dookie. It was a perfect twenty-eight minute album or whatever. I don't need all this other shit on vinyl. Yeah, so um, I so I didn't get that one, uh, but but American Idiot I would. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I did want to mention because I haven't yet that uh, you can you'll be able to see my entire uh, top uh, end of the year list uh, over at PunkWorldViews dot com. When's, um, when's that going up, Ricky? Sometime after around this problem, uh, when this podcast episode goes up, um, well, this might go up sooner than you think because we're actually yeah. for the first time in a long time our coverage we'll are kind up. of bare. Yeah, we're caught up. Oh, we really? usually so, yeah we're so usually I'll, like have a two week lag time at least, but it might not be that long this time. So probably probably mid December then I'll post it in the group, but um, it'll be my top twenty albums and then my top ten EPs and singles. 
Of the year, well, uh, so if you want to see all, well, that. if you want, and, listen, also, it, and also feel free to put that in the punk till I die group too, and then our listeners yeah. can either support you or you know rip you a new one. Yeah, it's exactly. Fun. So it's uh, social media. Also, if you're interested in writing for Punk World Views, punkworldviews at gmail dot com. Hit up Denise, um, and uh, yeah, um, so I'll, and you can see my reviews uh, from this year up on the website too. So. Um, that's just just wanted to make so sure. So your your year end list will be on Punk Punk World View. You don't you didn't do enough to do a Punk News one, obviously. Adam, will you do one on Punk News, or has it been a few years since you did that? Nope, I ain't doing shit. Good. That's it. We got we got you. That's we got it. the we got only. We got the only one. You got you got all yeah. of it. Well, yeah. you, well, of course. Now that you already went through the trouble of doing it, I guess you could include it in your newsletter. Of course, the thing with the newsletter is it's it's a upbeat positive kind of thing i don't suppose you want any sort of like competitiveness in it because it's all about sort of canada uniting to take on the rest of the world i guess huh i i my, my the, the negativity is in the omissions i think that's how that's how it works ah, i don't yes. talk about shit that i don't really care about talking about i'll you know what i'll do i'll link to this in the newsletter because i don't want to have to actually write any of this there you go there you go you could turn turn two new canadians on to us so hey, um, Ricky, what was your number one EP slash single? Just out of interest. Oh, I I, I said it. The fucked up uh, cops uh, EP. I, um, I'm I sorry. I'm sorry. I asked. I'm sorry. I asked. Okay. Did you have an EP, okay. Adam? Do you have an EP <laughs> on your list? Uh, sure. Yeah. Hey, you, 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 you want something that's just fucking gnarly and sounds like it is sung by a muppet? Yes. <laughs> like 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 a. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and by a muppet, I don't mean like like a respectable muppet, like not like the eagle or anything, but like like, like Oscar some, the Grouch, like Oscar the Grouch or Animal or like some hybrid <laughs> yeah. between the two of them. Uh, there's a band out of Montreal called Puffer. Um, they put out uh, an EP that I'm pretty sure is just a self-titled EP. Um, there's a song on there called Iron Hand. Iron Hand that it it is god like you close your eyes and you could you could see the muppet singing the song like what? it is so fun it is so fun <laughs> but like but but you but no but like you know, like like i love i love hardcore and street punk and stuff like that but it's a dumb form of music let's all just admit that there is times i went and saw i went and saw anti reunion show and there was eight oi bands on one bill like it's I I, I, lo- I love it all, but it's it was amazing. It's pretty dumb, and this is they're the best. Fear City are going to be after you, mate. Fear City are going to have your name. How many songs do you have about being a skinhead? All of our songs are about being a skinhead. <laughs> That's right. But, but yeah, it's uh, but no, but like Puffer is so much fun. I, I keep mm. missing opportunities to see them live. Um, the the songs are so fun. So yeah, Puffer. That's a, that's the problem with your country. You talk about it's kind of an insular scene. It's a small scene, but God, to get from one major city to another, once you get out of out of uh, Ontario, it's a major trip between cities, right? The other thing is that, like these regional, it's it's hard for some of these artists to play tours that make anything because, it, like, you could maybe like a band like Puffer say could go play a show in Toronto and get get on a bill with other bands that are that are going to be of that kind. But between Montreal and Toronto, like you're going to go to yeah. fucking. Kingston, Ontario, or something like that. Like you're not going to draw a crowd in any of those places. And I live in one of those cities. Like, like bands don't come play in Niagara Falls because no one would go to their shows because there just isn't enough people here that are tuned into that kind of thing at the same time. So it's tough. So I well, have to. So I have to ask for Tom and myself. 
the two Canadian bands that we would have on our top tens this year. I don't know if Tom does, but that would be McCrackens and that would be Territories. Now, they were nowhere on any of your lists. Is that because you don't know them or just because you didn't really rate their releases this year? Well, I don't think I've heard the Territories thing at all. Um, McCrackens I'm aware of, but I'm not sure if I heard what they put out this I year. I think you would like Territories, Adam, yeah. even though it's, it's really like good. punk rock with a little bit of like almost like indie rock in it, I would say. Uh, but they're really good. Uh, McCrackens make some of the catchiest pop punk. I, I was resistant to McCrackens forever because they wear those freaking egg costumes. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? But their music is so... I think that they're might be the songs, only yeah. like, pure pop punk record on my so So, uh, so Territories, nope, uh, On much. Pirates Press, uh, from yep. Calgary. Them. Yep, yep. They used exactly. to be in a band called Knucklehead, which was like a street punk band. And they just like, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do this other kind of punk now. I think you guys okay. actually, I think you guys will both like it, actually. I think you'd like it too, Ricky. I mean, it's a little more subtle, but it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Reminds me of Naked Reagan meets the Ratchets. Something that's really um, made me realize how, how bad I was at punk news um, was that punk news came out of the early early 2000s with we had like a lot of wind in our sails as to being like like we're the cnn of punk rock right like like yeah. we're, we're we're talking about the thing right and there's no way that we ever on our best day could be even hope to be comprehensive about what was happening in punk like it's too big yeah. there's too much stuff going on we were too blind to like cool scenes that were everywhere all yeah. the time right so we just end up talking like 10 times a day about what no effects was doing because uh, like like you know it was easier because we'd know because they had well and, like, and, and there's always tells, been right there's always been a, a, a certain people no names have always had pet bands and those pet bands just get covered <laughs> Those pet, like, bands, no. those pet well, bands get covered to the point where the general public is like, I'm turning on this band now because they're getting written about so much. It's sure, but like but that's 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 natural. But like even before that, I remember No, like, it's not there's nothing natural about it at all. But <laughs> like it's unnatural, it's <laughs> early on in, in Punk News Days, I was talking about I don't know. I, I started talking about the briefs when they started putting out music through BYO. Um, and no. I was really, re- I was really into the briefs and then yeah, some, and then, and the briefs, the briefs are great. Yeah. But then someone got in touch with me and was like, you have never at all talked about like anything that is coming out on like on dirt nap or green noise or, or any of those things out of Seattle or Portland where all of these bands that, you know, that the briefs came up with were from so what the fuck are you doing and like really like it was in the comment of a review or something like that just like dragged me for being like like yeah great you're into the briefs that's cool but you have never spoken about like or or even like like texas like you have never spoken about like the marked man or any of that kind of stuff right and at the time i hadn't and i was like oh shit and and i you know went down the rabbit hole of trying to listen to all those things but like that just like illustrates like like, i'm trying not to flunk out of college here here's here's how you answer that just a straight fuck you. I don't yeah, fucking well, care what you say. Or you do it. You do it then. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Exactly. So, 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 I, so I, I, I narrow my focus by cutting out basically all the rest of the world except for Canada. And you guys can still throw these Canadian bands at me that like, or you're like, have you heard these bands? And I'm like, no. Well, <laughs> so, and that's, that's honestly, Adam, like I said at the beginning, that's, that's the point of having you on and having Ricky on. 
Because Neil and I have built this little niche here, no question about it, but we live in a bubble to a certain extent. You know what I mean? We we like what we like, and we have tend to have, you know, certain types of guests, and we tend to talk about certain kinds of records, and and you know, it's not that we're afraid to go outside that bubble, but we can only do so much. So I know I guess, to have you come out and why? talk about Canada, and Ricky, of course, being on the West Coast, and you know, him being in touch with a little different scene than what the one we're in touch with, and you being in touch with a different scene. So it's, and you know, we we've we've had different people on at the end of the year to kind of intentionally include people that we miss so it's, it's that reason why i'm never critical of a band that sounds like the ramones because i feel like you need one in every town <laughs> yeah. and i don't i don't care about the band that sounds like the ramones that's from you know that that's from minneapolis because i don't need to i have one over here but i'm glad that they have theirs <laughs> and like well, well you know we all need one People love to mock the Ramones, like, oh, it's just basic three-chord punk. It's like, well, then why do so many bands do it so badly? <laughs> That's a good point, man. Well, it's the same thing with the Ramones cover bands. Yeah. I mean, most of them don't get it right. So don't tell me how easy it is to play when you suck. <laughs> so. Yeah. Tom, tell anyway. me it like it is. Tom's getting angry. Tell like it is. Man, I got to tell you, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. I don't know if the I had format- a blast, guys. We might have to work on the format a little bit because it was a lot of time one guy talking, not the other, and not a lot of you yeah. know mixing it up. But you know, we're two hundred sixty something episodes in, and we're still learning. Listen, it was you sure. know what you know what it is? It's fucking anarchy, right? It's punk rock. Fuck it. Who cares? Well, now Who it, cares? Now we're still learning, but we're also getting older. So when we learn things, sometimes we forget them, and then by the time we talk to you next year, we won't even remember what we learned. So yeah, it be well, guys. guys Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on here. Um, and Adam, it was great hearing your voice again, man. It's been too long. Yeah, you too. It was, uh, you know, we we had our we had our years, guys. We had our salad days, and now we're I don't know what we're doing now, but we're we're uh, still doing stuff. I'm glad that everybody's kind of still, you know, actively doing fun stuff. So, yeah, That's Adam, cool. I wish you the best of luck with your newsletter. Like I said, I read it regularly, and last the last one you put out was the most names I'd recognized in a long time. So I don't know if that's because it started to sink in or if it just got lucky. Uh, needs more SNFU and Daigle abortions coverage. Uh, <laughs> Ricky? There, there, there is not a ton going on in the SNFU. With SNFU, yeah, I probably yeah. not, right? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say. if it was, I guess it would probably be bad, right? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they, if they resurrect with a different singer or something, how bad would that be? Well, that's, be that's horrible. the weird phenomenon that's going on right now in Punctum is yeah. like, one guy has had the name of the band for a hundred years, but then he dies. So some of the other old guys just snatch the name up and you know, there's the business are playing right now. There is a band called the business that's playing without Mickey Fitz. And you know, it could happen to SNFU, like those two brothers who were in the original SNFU, they could put the band back together and just get some guy to sing. Some you know? guy. A guy some gonna dude. have a mural. Dream of and you know, the worst thing is I'd probably still go see them because I like the freaking song so much, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come well, to. Well, there you go. That's sure. A, yes, that's a concept for anyway. another show. Ricky, thanks a lot, buddy. Yes, absolutely, guys. Adam, thanks nice catching up with you, man. You too. And uh, that's it. Neil, do we have anything else to say? Well, I was going to say, Ricky, I might see you in March. Believe it or not, because I'm supposed to be going oh, out no to way. I'm supposed to be going out to LA in March over St. Patrick's Day. So mm-hmm. uh, I will definitely look you up then and see if you can uh, hang out well, at least for a day or something. That would be cool. Yeah, hit me up. Let's go. Hit me up. Let's go to a meeting. Now I'm feeling left out, Adam. I'll meet you in Hamilton to go see uh, the Dago Abortion. <laughs> well, actually, I was right? gonna I was I was gonna say to Adam. 
Um, in the past, you've talked about coming down to the, you know, to the States to see a show or something or see a fest. Any plans to do that at any point? Are you going to... We, 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 we had plans and it got pandemic. Yeah, he was going to come to Grand Rapids, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 must have been. Oh, it's not, it's not that far it, for you, right? Uh, I mean, it, it's not mentally it's far. It's not. It's, it's a not bit a, of a hike. I mean, I just looked up Hamilton. It's actually five hours for me. But you know you what? Know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I definitely in the new year at some point for work. I'm going to be in Detroit, and I'm going to try to make that into a little bit of a wider trip. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Well, if you do, let us know because I'll I'll try and make the trip up. Then if you meet in Grand Rapids or something. How long cool. you gonna How long are you gonna be in How long are you gonna be in America's greatest city, Detroit? Adam? Well, it's 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 a conference, and it's close enough that I can drive there. So I, it's not like I have to like jump ah. off late to come right home so uh, i might well, make, i might, I might tour around a bit you know see all the see all the wonderful detroit sites and shit <laughs> well, come my way and we can go we can go hit some of the local breweries or whatnot but our uh fuck yeah but maybe there'll be a sh- maybe there'll be a show while you're there i'll come over and hang out yeah we'll, we'll make it happen and and one of these days maybe we can get ricky to talk ricky back into punk rock bowling because that's about the only time i can <laughs> go to the west coast so uh, i don't know we'll see well, thank you, Ricky gentlemen. Needs, Ricky, Ricky needs to go have dinner. Adam needs to go to bed. I do. Yeah. Thank Me you, too. gentlemen, for coming on. We All really right, yeah. appreciate Thanks, it. It was guys. a lot of fun. Of Thanks fun. again, guys. Yep. Keep a little mark in your heart, everybody. Stay free. We'll smell you later. Smell you later, bastards. Bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.